boys this is uh this is a, mom- a momentous episode a momentous um according uh, to we... according to the field of biological study not sports not sports uh the average human menstrual cycle i don't know why it said human i guess human. yeah yeah the average human menstrual cycle is 28 days 28 days this Did is episode a... 28 wait that's the whole month though so this is uh do we get a velvet red velvet cake and all the all the <laughs> things red I yeah, know. I think so. I think cool. we deserve it. We earned it, right? All right. I think so. It's also the Marshall Falk <laughs> so episode. So this might be our most painful episode. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It's already started we're be a off. grouchy just because we can. Right. I feel a little grouchy now. I feel like we're warmed up. We've been together hanging out, chatting for We've, quite yeah, some time now. Two episodes worth of chatting yeah, we before did. we got started. Yeah, we had a couple episodes <laughs> We had to air. wrestle, so, uh, jerk uh, each other we, off. We already we burned all of our best material, so yeah, I guess we got, we got very just table scraps left for you, but we're, we're glad to be here. I'm the Poobah. He's the Poobah. I'm the Peebah. And I am the Bear Bear. Bear He's Bear. Bear Bear. He's bear, con- bear Bah. He's a contrarian kind of cunt. We want to give him a bob. I get it. I like to go against the grain too. It's how this three. Bear Bear makes sense. All the the fact that all three of us can can agree on fucking anything. I mean, we're all you know we'd all try and be reasonable. I think that's what brought us together. But we're you know we're all contrarian. So it's like you're doing that, and now there's a consensus, and now I can't be part of it. Yeah, sorry, exactly. I gotta go sit in the corner. As soon as you quantify it, because you want me to do it, I'm specifically not going to. Do you guys find that destructive in your lives? I found that a little bit. Like a lot of people look at me like, what an ass. What an ass that guy is. Yeah, be honest, Jeff. Yes, you have. But it's ultimately Jeff. Don't give a fuck. Oh, has no. Have have I made a lot of decisions being a contrarian that have gone negative in my life and done a lot of dumb We've shit. we watched this yeah. shit. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and let you lie about that. <laughs> however, Puba, no. because of it, I have learned a lot of shit that I wouldn't yeah. have learned by you just yeah. telling me. I'm not me. saying it wasn't Fuck a yeah. net positive, but I, In fact, definitely. I have to do that. I have to sometimes create my own chaos to to learn a lesson. I mean, yes. I don't think that's necessarily So bad. I agree with all of that, but but level with me here for a second. Can you instantly remember at least five times where you did something and then immediately sat there and went, why the fuck did I just do that? It was not necessary. I did it just because I'm a cunt. And it, and it, it just made this so much harder and it was unnecessary. <laughs> five times? No. Wait, here's what I, here's what sticks out in my right, mind. Well, I'm more self-aware generally, and or more, more of a dick than Jeff yeah, That's what we just I, learned. I, we mine that. is probably not so spawn, so instantaneous because I can, how many times do I come to Zach going, you know what, dude, here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to do. I know society says I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> But hey, this is what the outcome I'm going for is. But I know that this is probably what's going to happen, this bad thing over here. So if I can get anything above this, it's a win. And you're like, you're fucking nuts. But you can God, I do it? Godspeed, cunt. And sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. We've seen so, some pretty spectacular so you, rights, though. Yeah, There's been some, a couple true. of moments I'll, that I'll give pretty, you that pretty awesome. So you just you, you don't ever have just moments of spontaneity where you just, you're just like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm going to set it on fire. I'll tell you the one. So I'll tell you the one that actually did impact me. And this is when, you know, uh, despite what the FBI says about me, um, <laughs> that I realized that I'm really not a serial killer. And I, when I was 10... <laughs> I, I grabbed a frog. Oh no! And I love frog, dude. I love frog. They're so cute. They're what awesome. What did you do to the frog? I even have a frog tattooed on me. What Boys did you do? I slammed it frog. into the fucking concrete yeah. until its esophagus popped out, and I killed it. 
Yeah. And you're a piece of shit. I know, it was ten. Way to go, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dude, I was. I know, <laughs> right? Psycho. <laughs> no one likes you anymore. All your love gone. All I'm, I'm, every boy goes through that learning of empathy. There's a there's a, there's there's really a moment in every at least every boy's life. I don't know about if girls, girls have this or not, I but bet. you you find out. Let us know if you have compassion or not on your own. And, and that was I, I killed something and I felt broken, fucking terrible yep. because there was no reason I wasn't going to eat it. Yeah. I just killed it because I could and that changed me. I feel and, like once that happens it's like now you're part of society. It's like one, <laughs> one little step into the rite of passage of being a human. It's like, oh, yeah. there's your empathy. I'm not Use proud that. of it, Lean but it has it. it has value. It's kind of interesting Same. where we draw those lines though, isn't it? Cuz like I definitely remember cutting some worms in half and not feeling a goddamn thing about yeah. it ever. <laughs> Fair. I think, I think worms can still live. Cuz cuz both sides they can. Are if you squiggling. cut a worm in half yeah. it turns into two worms. I have, but I, I was, didn't know that. I thought I was killing it. <laughs> I guess if we're, if we're sharing stories of your worms is the worst you did. No. Uh no, definitely not the worst. No, no. right. But I had a, I had the straight opposite of Jeff's frog story one time. You oh, saved, you went more I saved, I saved I saved a little frog. I didn't get, I didn't go mouth to mouth, but uh, I might have. I would have if it would, if I deemed it necessary. No, I saw I found a group of boys that had a frog in an empty Gatorade bottle, and they were like shaking the piss out of it and throwing it in the air and letting oh. it slam onto the sidewalk and stuff. And I went over to see what they were doing. I'm like, "What's this game that these guys are playing?" And I realized it was a frog, and I got my ass kicked because I fucking took it away from them and turned this frog loose, and then was like fighting them, like, "Don't fuck you, leave that frog alone." <laughs> I love you, Shaden. <laughs> me, and I understand that because me, that's if, good shit. <laughs> as a human being, if I'd have seen me doing someone else doing what I was doing you at that age. I would have stepped up for the frog, but at that moment in time, it's like, I, I guess I knew, I don't know what I knew. I mean, I was 10 fucking, it's that I don't know stage where kids look at you like, why did you do that? They're like, I don't know. I understand that they really don't fucking know. They don't know. Sadly, that animal was like at the altar of your They don't know why they did it. You know what? That, that frog gave its life. Exactly. So that you could be a good person, Jeff. <laughs> I wonder if it's it cares. It's moment, probably like moment I just of silence. To go moment home. of silence for old Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you, I mean, I have a moment like that too, where you and I've shared this story together before. I've heard that story, uh, and I had the same thing where my dad got a BB gun and he was doing whatever the fuck he was doing with a BB gun, something to save our dogs from vampire bats or some shit. He was whatever he's doing. But uh, I got my hands on that thing and I was like, I'm gonna. I want to be a sniper one day, you know, sniper movies or thing. Uh, it was even a little bit before that, but, uh, and I shot this little bird. It was sitting on the, the house, you know, it was a good shot. It was from a, a ways away. And I was like, I was surprised. I was like, it was a one in a million shot kind of thing. I was like, wow, that worked. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh fuck, I didn't really actually mean to hit that bird. I don't think. And then I went up there and I saw that I hit it and it was still there and that it broke its neck. And I was like, I am a, damn near a vegetarian I, I didn't want to know where my food came from but it was that moment where I was like I didn't need to do that why did I do that well, I'm not going to eat yeah. this little bird just I had like a, you said I had, I had, I had and from that little, moment uh, on my empathy for animals grew and grew and grew and grew I had a little so that's, uh, if we're telling stories of us being shitty people I had a, I, <laughs> I'm sorry I, everyone I, 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 had a, I had a cherry bush in my yard um, when I was a kid <laughs> in Canada and I was so excited for these cherries to get ripe. I don't even fucking like cherries, but I was just like, it, it was, it was, it was a, it was a bush. It was a little, very large bush. Huh? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it would have become a tree eventually, but it was ah. still, it was bearing cherries and I was excited because I'd never had a fruit bearing thing in my yard ever in my life before you that point. You chopped down this cherry and tree like, and your father said, did you chop like, down yeah. that cherry tree? And I said, I cannot tell yeah, a lie. And they knocked out all my teeth and now they're wood. <laughs> uh, and now no, I'm on a quarter so these, and But I was, I was excited waiting for this 
thing to bear fruit so I could eat fruit out of my own yard. I was just so enamored with this idea. And these fucking fat robins would just keep coming and eating them right before they were ripe. And I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> so I took my BB gun and camped out on the porch for like three days. And I shot every fucking robin that yeah, landed on that bush. You did not learn the empathy from the first one. Oh, my yeah, God. But here, yeah, here's the thing. Like that, that frog really meant a lot to me. And that was there was something about that particular incident that I felt a lot of grief and a lot of guilt, but, but years before, hunter, I mean, yeah. since I was five years old, I had a BB gun and I'd go out whack birds all the time and catch fish and I'd, the fish I would, you know, eat. So right. that's a little different, but little sparrows and shit, I'd kill them all the time. Didn't mean anything to me. And maybe that's because I was raised around bird hunting. So it was seemed natural and normal to me, but there was no reason to kill that frog. And that's why it, it fucked with my head. Jeff's a cat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just murdering the indigenous bird population. <laughs> Dude, I read a I read a thing. I fact check this and stuff, but I guess. Uh, cats are responsible for something of like just dozens and dozens of ending species for one. Oh yeah, but I read also, that same shit. <laughs> yeah, but also not at, at all effective in in catching rats and doing anything to the rat population. So the reason you bring them in for to oh get rats, rats are rats are crazy though. They get true. mice like like no my sure. cats hunt mice like like no but problem. I think, but but I, think I wouldn't fuck with a rat dude no if shit. I was a cat. I don't want to fuck with a rat as a guy. <laughs> rats are smart. <laughs> I was on the, they're pretty sizable. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's like us dealing with a, like a dog or something. I've seen rats almost the size of my small cat. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it was on, uh, I don't know, TikTok or something. There was a a video of this cat with a rat, and I think the rat was winning. Fair. Yeah, it, 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 the cat I believe that. Fair yeah. rats, but I, are, rats are crafty. But I guess the cat, like many animals, though, like the rabbit, I think, when, when introduced to uh, Australia, helped destroy entire oh, populations and stuff. All that crap. They're just whacking them with clubs and stuff. <laughs> it was nuts. All the Were you stuff. alive then? Uh, I don't think so. I wasn't, I don't know. I just was it in the 80s? Know. Yeah. I was alive then. Se- uh, early 80s, though. Yeah, I might not I'd, I've heard of that, so that's probably all how. That's like a, that's a very human characteristic that we find a good thing and then we just take it way too far. Yeah. We're like that's a well, good we take thing. it with us. Let's try get, to like everything. Get all of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do that with everything. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It, Australia has a lot of that, but the cat is another one. The pet, the, I guess the cat, according to this meme, probably a meme, but that's uh, <laughs> where I learn all of it. Do. Don't <laughs> fact check it. News. It's a meme. It, they fact checked it before they made the meme. That's how they did it. But it was basically the most uh, invasive species of of mammals, I guess, because it, it, it was sixty nine or 63 species he, of mammals. He said 69. 69 of mammals. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we get well, into some real meat and potatoes yeah. here? Yeah. Okay. Did, did you guys have a good New Year's? Yeah. I had one of the best ones ever. We didn't didn't have to work hard. <laughs> we got to chill. I had a good New Year's. I played a, I played a gig about an hour out of town. It's just this tiny little podunk town. I love podunk towns. And, uh, fun had a lot of fun had a really good time i was uh i had i had a gin and tonic while i was there for to have during my set and say then, goodbye and then and then midnight came around and they were handing around champagne and i was like no i'm good like nice. i can't i can't because it's midnight right so right, 75 right, hard just started hard. and i was like no i'm not starting it out with i'm not i gotta I got to draw, draw the hard line. And everybody's looking at me like, bro, what the fuck? You're they drinking the, the ball. champagne. Well done. <laughs> they dropped the ball. Peer pressure the, fighting. So Polly and I went to, to Pierce. And we actually spent a day out uh, in the snow pulling kids behind sleds. Had a 
roadside fire basically it was all out on the highway where nobody goes a highway yeah you know the so, highway where nobody drives it's, it's a highway <laughs> it's called a highway <laughs> shifty <but> eyes <laughs> there's so much huh. snow out there that nobody's going out there anyway right, we're right. pulling kids on sleds and had a fire and like there are other people that have the the razors that have the tracks on them so they can go in the snow they were stopping by so it ended up kind of being a big community party cool then we went out to the bar and so we did do the drinking thing and everything uh but the bar themselves dropped the ball early for us so we could have champagne. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's it was kind of cool. nice. Oh, yeah. Gotta love small town. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they knew what we were doing. So, fuck yeah. That's what's up. And then 75 Hard has been going good. This is, day, are, this is Friday, right? So, day six. It's, it's day five. It's day five for you guys yeah. since it's Thursday. Coming towards but the end of day five. The listeners are on day six, right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. guess day six when this comes out. But uh, yeah, I'm sure people are already sick of seeing my butt, my mug, but I don't care. No. Last time I didn't do any of it on the Facebooks. So I think it's I'm great. Throwing it out there on all the socials. And, and uh, it's a fun way to do it. And I will say that my life is different now than the last time I did it. I was, uh, even though I had, you know, a 12 to 14 hour a day job having three people in my life that I actually give a shit about and want to be around and have responsibility for and you know including you know two kids uh people that can do this with kids especially when you have two people two adults doing it uh it takes a lot of effort and right. it's it's a it's a new experience than it was last time and it's a more fun experience and a little bit more challenging and, and, I, and I'm loving the hell out of it heck yeah so cool well for all of you guys that are following along and doing it good job uh, and we'll keep talking about it. Keep up with everybody's. Uh, yeah, keep I, posting stuff. And I've been excited how many people are, are involved in doing yeah. things. And uh, you know, it, it's it's fucking, change your lives. It's if great. that's if yeah. it's time to change your lives, this is a really good way to do that in a lot of different ways. We've been talking about that all day. That's just those, that's good stuff, guys. And good luck. Godspeed, cunts, as I like to say, <laughs> like a cunt. Uh, well, let's do a fucking police story. I want to, but I want to ask you stuff. You want to ask stories? Three stories with Officer Gatcher retired. I have to go. I was going to come in with like a high pitch, but I don't have a high pitch for that. I got to come in. Yeah, get in low. I'll be the I'll be the drums. You be you be some keyboards. Okay. Oh God. Police stories get you now. Brown. <laughs> He's on the prowl with the ghetto. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're retarded. No, and that's the best that's the best song I have. Thank in the you whole so much cast. to all of our Patreon well, subscribers. Yep. Uh, we just want <laughs> It was nice to have you for a minute. Us to do this. <laughs> it was nice for a what, moment. What's your what's your question you well, want to ask? Well, I saw somebody talk about this and you and I have had a bunch of conversations about your experiences with the show Cops. Oh yeah. And I just Did you say Cox? With Cox. Cox. It's a show on OnlyFans. It's a friend of ours. We like him. Giant cock. Um, <laughs> no, like, I don't even know where to begin with these questions. Hopefully Shaden will help me here. No, nope, you're on your the, own, dude. Well, <laughs> so I know that there's a bunch of things that we don't see that goes on. Uh, I know that there's producers and there's like fake things that go on a little bit too, but there's a lot of, a lot of it's real. Uh, what's something that, just to start us off with the, the ball rolling, like what's something that we would not know is kind of fake, kind of not part of policing that you see every every show. One of the, so one of the funniest things that when and and I watch cops quite a bit now because I figured out a channel that has it and it's. Polly likes to watch it with me because it's got to be fun. We got to watch. I can pick out when people are going to run or, you know, I, I can figure out what's going on before it comes on. She thinks it makes her think that I'm some sort of 
Nostradamus or something. It's just really just 27 years of experience. Sure. Uh, yeah. I can just pick up on the body language of what's going to happen. Right. Um, the biggest thing that drives me nuts at the end of the show, and I remember having cops ride with me, and it, it, it drove me nuts trying to do it. At the end of every little clip, you see the cops kind of get together and kind of do a little synopsis of what happened. And, and then they'll, and then they always end up saying something so fucking cheesy. Like, <laughs> you know, just talking about me you know, man, the guy's lucky he didn't get killed today, man. He, you know, it could have turned out way different, you know, had we not been here. We don't <laughs> yeah, talk like that. Uh, it's, it's a canned <laughs> cops crew wants everybody to kind of get together and have this canned conversation about what just happened. Now, a real conversation of what just happened when cops get together is like, okay, dude, what paperwork do you have? What paperwork do you have? Who's taking this dude to jail? Who's going to handle the property? You know, who's going to notify people? That's real. Right. But this little layout of what just happened, which you just saw on camera, and then the end result, we don't have that conversation normally at That's all. So it, it comes across so fucking fake. And it, invariably, somebody says just some tough talk, cheesy yeah. thing about the person that's going to jail and i just cringe every time but being in that situation you feel so goddamn awkward you can't help it something cheesy just flies out of your mouth you're just like oh fuck did i just say that well the cameras that's are on it. it's shit. you're not an actor yeah. you're not a it's just done that's media. going out there forever yes and uh i wonder if people have a lot of regrets for being on shows like that where it's like no one trained me to do media talking i'm sure I'm, man i it's something weird about knowing a camera's rolling on you you turn just like weird a lot of wires your do. brain yeah. man. Like, and i thought i thought i was a little bit immune to it i'm not like like just a little bit like not that i was a pro but i was like i've been on camera a bunch like i gotta i, I i'm probably a little less than that now walking downtown here in Spokane on my lunch break at my last job and the a news crew local news crew comes up and they're like hey will you guys talk to us about the increase in the cost of parking downtown and like and you know like do you have thoughts and the camera was off and I, I like said something that was just like it, it was money right and she was like perfect do that like just say that and I was like okay <laughs> and then the camera rolled and I was like uh, uh I like to pay to park. I don't like the money park. <laughs> I pay to park except for <laughs> money. Expensive and I don't Dude. like it. But they aired it too. I watched it and I was like, oh, uh, you fucking okay, There's a reason that they, they pick out the biggest, dumbest looking hillbilly <laughs> yeah. from any trailer park that just got wiped how, out. What are you trying to how, say? How dare you? <laughs> they planned that. With like, I there's a sucker. I don't know if we mentioned this before, but I had that same kind of thing happen when we played in Vegas, when we played the Paris Casino, or Paris, yeah, Paris Casino. Yeah. Uh, we we were in the middle of a set and this guy with a camera comes up. Was that C-SPAN? I don't remember who it was. It was like, yeah, it was C-SPAN or, or no. Was, was it when we were in the hallway? Yeah. 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 I that think was a I great set. That. It and was. Guy, and he's like, I need, I need to get in the middle of their concert and ask him a question. <laughs> yeah, I'm did. I'm like, I can't breathe because I, you know, jumping around and dancing. I'm not the best shape in the world. But he's standing in a gallon of his own my, I'm There's a little puddle in the fucking <laughs> thousand year old carpet that they brought from Venice. There's still a spot on that. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking that shit. Yeah, <laughs> but he came up and he's just and he, I don't know. He just started asking me questions, and my brain was like, I I did not expect this, and I'm now an idiot. And I, I said something. He's like, Why are you the way you are? Yeah. And I was like, Because my dad was that way or something. And I'm like, What the fuck am I talking yeah. about? Like that is not the answer I have. Zach's just like, May I be excused? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I looked for that video. I was like, Please, there's no way they aired it. And I don't know if they so did. So the cop thing. I mean, I had a, a certain style. When I when I worked, that it, 
it was edgy, but I never got in trouble. It's some for some reason I could get away with saying shit that nobody else could right. say. I just had a a swagger, Jeff. a swagger, so Swaggers to speak, that it just worked with my body language and everything. I, I could say a lot of shit that if other guys tried to do it, they'd get in trouble. But when all of a sudden you're coming out of your car and you got a dude with like a like a legit big over the shoulder camera, another dude with this big long pole, you know, with this big old boom mic yeah. rabbit up in your face, <laughs> you know, it, and you're supposed to pretend like they're not there, let alone the person that you're dealing with. They don't know they're not supposed to pretend that they're not there. And, of course, they're asking about that half the time. And it's really it, it's difficult to get a decent shot for for uh, oh, for yeah. TV. I wonder if they have to do a bunch of takes, too. Like that cheesy line was probably the best take of five or ten. Oh, you mean after? No, they just no? do it. Okay. They just do it once. But, I mean, even when you're in the real life stuff, I mean, if it's you're trying to interview somebody, it's so hard to keep people focused on what's going on. Sure. And a lot of times, you know, they'd be like, why are they here? I'm like, oh, I'm in inter- They're following me. I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. I'd just be super it's, arrogant yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, they're doing, a, they're doing a show on me, which I guess is kind of not a lie. You, well, that's, okay, so let's talk about that. You've been on Cops. Couple, I've got a couple episodes. A couple episodes. There, so yeah. You guys could find, if you guys want to, you could find I don't, I can't even find I saw, him. We've I seen saw, one. I saw Shane Jeff on, on, on Cops. He was, he was a younger Jeff. Uh-huh. And, Wearing uh, glasses. He, yeah, he had these uh, I was big my old, marathon days. I was 38. fucking horn-rimmed Coke cans on. It looked they like goggles. <laughs> I still have those glasses in my truck. Same pair. <laughs> and the, the tattoos were just baby tattoos at that time, I believe, right? Uh, I, I only had one sleeve back then, and I was working on, on my right arm. But I was 38 then because that was when i was super skinny i was down to like 183 pounds just getting ready to run yeah, marathons you were just little i know which one you're talking about what's funny is i didn't know that one aired i was at red robin and the oh, cops was good. on i look up like oh look at that i'm on tv <laughs> that's fucking weird and then i'll I'm like, be damned then that's i'm worried vibe. i'm like does anybody else notice that that's me up there <laughs> this, <laughs> that would be this fun, is gonna be a fucking uncomfortable moment. this could be a super uncomfortable moment that's fun <laughs> that's crazy well another question so i want to get back to you and your experiences on it but what overall what do you think the police officers that you knew that were on the show or that dealt with the show, how did they feel about being on the show and how did they feel about most it people, affecting... Most people really didn't like having them in the car, oh. but you kind of bit the bullet. But what... So, okay, so were there people that didn't want to do it that were part of it? Like police yeah, officers? Yeah, really? for okay. sure. Wow. But I got to be honest, so actually one of our cameramen, uh, a guy, TJ is his name, he actually lives in town here. Uh, he didn't until he did the show, and he ultimately moved to Spokane. Boy, I bet he fucking regrets that now. <laughs> I was going to say, but like, <laughs> stay at the for time, the it was probably what? reasonable. And actually, uh, so his brother-in-law happened to be the boom guy, too. And as far as I know, he lives here, too. I, and I haven't talked to him for since I retired. Mm. He, he reached out to me, and I, I honestly just, I guess I was a dick and didn't get back to him. I, I need to get back to get TJ. Back to him. He's Let's a good have, dude. Yeah. Um, but the other crew that I had years and years ago... Uh, I, uh, Sean, I'll just say his first name. Sean was the was the boom guy, and he and I are still friends. Nice, and, cool cat, and he's not doing cops anymore. But just to, in fact, you would probably love him because he he's really very artsy guy. Oh yeah, and, and you would dig him. Yeah, cool. but, but he's still you know I would keeps dig, in touch with see, me. That's a little the bit. thing. I was going to ask you that too. Like these camera people have nothing to do with law enforcement, and it's there's they're likely not even interested it might just be a gig you know to hold a camera and to be a producer or whatever on this it's a job show. Yeah. yeah it's just a job and so it's got to be interesting to see what their life is to, to those situations can get really hairy I'm, i'd imagine for a, a camera guy with what kind of training do you get as a camera person it's like <laughs> I don't, when i went on the ride along and i got to you know have the shield and shit when i was out with you i felt like 
I probably shouldn't be here. But I trust was that these the, guys. The, where I ended up having to send you home and yeah, doing negotiating. The, your Sorry. chief or whoever was like it's my sergeant. Yeah, your yeah. sergeant was like, dude, no. <laughs> that was fucking. we were real close to shooting on that one. So. Yeah, that was cool. I, was, I felt pretty. Like I shouldn't be here, but I'm gonna ride this ride. Did you go with me twice then, or was that all in the same that's night? All night? I had the. I remember at the yeah, end of it, you were night. like, I, "I'm sorry, that probably wasn't an eventful night." I'm like, "That was one of the most eventful nights of my life." <laughs> yeah, we I didn't remember have, every you didn't single see blood, stop, but no blood. I, I would have shot myself. I but the barking able, at the guy and getting him to stop was pretty damn funny. All, there were so many things. We ran into people we knew. Where it's like, of course we did, and everyone lied. All their stories were hilarious. Uh, there, w- there wasn't any tragedies that night, which was nice. No, there was that hooker chick we ran into that you were like, "Are you guys like friends?" I'm exactly. Like, I'm like, like, "Yeah, I've known her for a while. Like, I've helped like her out help a lot." Raise, yeah, I felt like you were like part of raising her. You know, you're like, "God damn it, she's doing it's less than before, and she she didn't lie to me this time, and and this kind of thing." I was like, "God damn, dude, <laughs> how many kids are you raising in our city?" Well, I mean, I. I I think people think that I'm being kind of hyperbolic about that when I say that I was a shitty father because I was never around because I was busy raising the community. I, I literally I was. saw you do that with her. Literally, she was. looked at you like that too. Yeah. She was like, in fact, I'm so glad to see you. I've been fucked up. I really need you to kick my ass. Yeah. If you could. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a guy reach out to me who I've known for 20 years here. I've known him since he was a little kid. He was my favorite little street kid, and he actually reached out to me today and had some questions, and I haven't been able to get back to him yet because we're recording. Right, but. I've developed those kind of relationships. I mean, it's a 20 year relationship. That's pretty cool. And he's an adult now and has three kids. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah. So back to cops. Uh, what were your, you had, you said you were on it twice, but you, they film all the time and they don't necessarily use everything that you're in. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably recorded, you know, riding with me a hundred episodes, but I never knew what aired. I've only actually seen one cops episode. I've heard that I had two Robin. cops. Yeah. yeah, I saw the one of Red Robin. Um, I want Red Robin now. I guys? did. I, one time I did get a complaint about Red a Robin. Burger. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> 75 Harders. I did Us get not a 75 Harders can go to Red Robin and get an bur- uh, egg on a burger. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I did get a complaint one time where they called me and said, hey, you got a complaint. Your lieutenant's asking for the video. Do you want me to give it to him? And I, I, I said, yeah, whatever. If it's going to result, I'm like, did you watch it? They're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. I'm like, okay, we'll give it to them. Then. Right, right, That's right. That's good. But so they had my back, like, hey, this is available, but I can delete it if it needs to be. Sure. Like, now there's not a problem. So. And there's got to be all sorts of weird legalities that they stepped over before, because it seems like that show's been on forever. Did you know they have to get consent from the person that we're dealing with to air those? Now, huh? They didn't before. Did oh, yeah, they, they did. Oh, before. Even, how did they. What? Dude, they they have got they've got some sweet. You know what? Those no. cop shirts, man. Everybody wants a cop a t-shirt. Shirt. For a t-shirt, people punk will, on TV forever. Like if you shirt. ever see you ever watch some, some of those Jesus. openings on cops there's that guy that's getting out of his truck and he's got piss all over him and he's like in his in women's underwear and he's got a shirt tucked into it and he's just totally just obviously super uncomfortable. I miss Somehow that. some way they got that guy to sign a uh, release form and gave him a t-shirt and he's God, good to go. That's and, not God so. damn, you need lawyers. These guys need entertainment lawyers so they can really get the big bucks because he should be getting residuals for that. Uh, but it got uh, to the point, I, the last time that they were riding with me, like they weren't really going into people's homes anymore and right. wanting me to bring people out of their houses so they can get content. I'm like, nah, nah I, I still need to do my job. You know, right. I, I know you want to show. But now Live PD. That's okay. That's what I was going to ask. There's another PD, one. That whole other thing. I've been on Live super PD. super popular too. A lot of times and they never rode with me. They'd just show up at your shit, man. They'd be riding with two people. Or two, they'd have two car cars that were on patrol had had the crew in there, and I think that they were only a one person crew, I believe. 
with their cameras but i'd be doing something they'd they'd hear something going on they just show up at your shit wait a one person like a dude with like a head camera on and shit like, so, yeah 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 they were way more condensed but <laughs> here i am just, i'm dealing with shit here's how we beat cops we're gonna beat them by 10 percent. just put all the head sudden, camera got, on and go roast out i'm in the middle of my shit and then all of a sudden you know i'm thinking i got backup jump out the tree coming in to help me out and no it's just a camera up over my shoulder it's like get the fuck out of here i i never liked life pd that's funny i right. hate i hated they were Didn't they super super off? pushy Didn't they get taken off the all air the cops stuff got taken off the air except for there's one channel that's a cops channel that i'm sure that they pay for right um yeah, that was the longest you know, running because you know we, everybody knows TV that show. police obviously are out here just to you know just kill everybody and ruin your life so we, we're really bad people so right. now you're really Duh. as far that as was cops is concerned in my young opinion watching cops cops existed to go out and tase people for my entertainment <laughs> that that seemed seemed like a lot number one that. show in jails Cops, cops, to see themselves or just to because everybody's against... just they're just laughing at the idiots that get arrested <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. the stupid shit that they do. I'm like, and, and back when I would deal with the jails, I'm like, you realize you you're in the same place you that they that. ended up, right? You, you get did. that? Yours was worse than that guy. You're like, like, yeah, but I wasn't that much of it. At least I wasn't on camera. Yeah, and that guy said stupid shit when he got trouble. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's nuts. So overall, uh, I don't know. Did you like being on cops? I I liked the cops guys. They were just cool people to hang out with. A hundred times Both, being with them, you got to know them pretty good. Though. Yeah, my my first experience, I really liked the the sound guy. I didn't I didn't like my camera guy on the first one, on on you know years ago. Hopefully but, he's listening and he feels bad. But the, <laughs> I, I don't even remember his that, name. Gary, <laughs> Gary, you cunt. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. But the last crew that I had, and they came back twice. And they would ride with me, and honestly, I never gave them anything fucking great. Uh, just didn't work. But out they were, them. but they were just cool guys, and ended up becoming friends with them. Okay. So, in, in particular, TJ. I imagine really they get paid cat. just no matter what. So they're probably like, "Well, I don't care. Fucking, let's just go." Well, no, they get, got some pressure put on to get Did some they? good stuff. Yeah, oh, but uh, but at the time, things were really changing in law enforcement. Particularly, <laughs> they're in throwing Washington. little monkey wrenches into your investigation <laughs> just to get some good footage. Like he, he hates you. I heard him say he fucking hates you. Punch him, punch him in his face. <laughs> He's got a smoke bomb. He's got <laughs> camera's face. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is they have bad nights too. They don't like dealing with people sometimes too. They'll jump in your shit sometimes because they're just so frustrated with what's going on really? on your behalf. Really, like, dude, you can't do that. I, I got it, man. I got it. I do this for. A See, when I was on the ride along, I felt like. Because I got to go to the door with you on like three, four things and stuff. And I felt like they were looking at me like I was a police officer. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I loved having ride-alongs because, I mean, I would love to introduce people, tell them, you know, it was my kid or it was my boss or it's IA. And they're right. they're riding along with oh, me because I get so many complaints. I, I would play with it all the time. It was so much fun. Next episode, we're going to talk about how you used to uh, spend your time Making entertaining this job yourself. Fun. Yeah, yeah. That's episode 29. But thank you for that. We'll have to come back to the cops thing because it really is interesting, just the whole premise. Is you, are, have we lingered long enough or do you have any other questions about cops? I'm uh, I'm all set on cops. I loved cops when I was younger I, and then I matured into police activity on YouTube because it was more, right. more unfiltered, less produced. <laughs> it's just I like, want to show me the crazy shit. I think in, in Patreon as a bonus thing, we should sit down at least once and see how it goes do a, a, a mystery science theater 3000 <laughs> of cops. police activity yeah we could do of that because yeah. that shit is it would be really good to get your perspective on it because we've well, done that I've, through a lot of the news stuff a lot of the bullshit i mean I've, yeah. I've broke down a lot of the bullshit and and 
pointed out stuff to you that you didn't see until I pointed it out. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, that makes sense. And it's changed okay. the way I look at things always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's valuable. Hopefully we can do that. Mm-hmm. But just for patrons, <laughs> patreon.com, just Find to write. some paid content, <laughs> hell yeah. That's right. Uh, well, let's move along to, this is a kind of interesting one. It's kind of a big one. This is the crossroads of our lives kind of thing. Uh, and we were just, I'm not sure where this is going to go. But the idea is that, I don't know, I try not to have regrets. I don't really look at life like looking back on regrets. But we all kind of have moments where it's like, if, if, what if I would have done something different there? Uh, would my life have been drastically different? And I'm not even sure what I, the question I want to ask you guys. It's like, I in your lives, some of these crossroads, are there some moments where it's like for this kind of show? I mean, for everybody, if you spend time thinking about it, you know, I think you can look back and go, wow, if that had gone the other way my whole life would have changed you yeah. know like we, i know i mentioned once before on an episode that if i had uh if my mom had gotten custody of me in the divorce instead of my dad i would have been a, a way different person like yeah. probably most likely a criminal <laughs> think so yeah i think so just because of like i mean she was living in trailer parks and would sleep in until noon every day and just let me do whatever the fuck I wanted and I was always ripping around like hopping trains on on fucking Trent and riding them down into the valley and hopping off to go just fuck off around town and she's just asleep I'm gonna call you sad track you know? from now on right? <laughs> so like, I was like it's it's pretty and that was just when I was visiting her on the weekends when I was in like middle school and shit you know it's like if I had if I had oh, been yeah. in her crazy environments you know, again, not to run the shame train on my mom, but it is it's what all, it is, yeah. you know. And uh, and the men in her life like, and stuff, too. It, and where her life was at at that point in time, you know. It's just like that That was, that would have been super not conducive to dealing with my ass full time. And I would have I would have gone into anything that fucking grabbed my interest at the time, you know. So, yeah. yeah but, I mean, shit, dude. Like, I think about that looking forward and looking back you know like every time I look at a decision that's bigger than what am I going to have for breakfast I'm like fuck is this going to be one of those <laughs> right. you know like what parallel universe <laughs> let me just try to, let me let me try to glance down either avenue here and see which which one I would prefer in theory before I make this decision you know mm-hmm. you never know when one of them is going to be that I know, <laughs> it's it was, just like Ooh. no <laughs> is there I mean I don't want to ask you guys about regrets and stuff about you know her, her, her. But is there like a, a moment in time that, I don't know, that there's some good advice in there for others that you could see? Like, fuck, somebody came along and said this, or I don't know. You see where I'm trying to go? Yeah, I think so. Go ahead, Jeff. You look I, like you're going. I just, well, <laughs> That's a dumb enough question to pass that on. <laughs> I have got, first off, I don't have any regrets in my life. I mean, most of the time, you know, regrets or tragedies that have happened, whether it be because someone either in your control or out of your control, it was a decision you made that either worked out good or worked out bad most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. But everything that didn't go in your favor ended up being a lesson that if you're the right archetype of person, you got value out of that lesson and you redirected and did something different. And I have restarted my life a lot of fucking times, probably more than the average person. And I've created a lot of, of tragedies in my life that I take full responsibility for, quite frankly. Um, not all of them, but some of them. So I don't regret any of my past. I'm glad that I had anything negative that happened because it made me a better person. I happen to like who I am today, and I'm, you know, I, I'm excited to see who I'm going to be tomorrow, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, but if you want to talk about a particular crossroad, it, it ties into law enforcement, actually. They can both be pe- boss, you know positive too so yeah it but be a negative road so i had uh 
it was just a, this is how I became law enforcement. I didn't think I was going to be a cop my whole life. I mean, just like any other kid, I, I, I saw that everybody loved the police, at least, well, until I, except for the bikers I was hanging out with. Um, but, <laughs> and the, Brothers. I saw that law enforcement had, had a role in life and so did firemen. And you know, your basics that everybody looks at, doctors, nurses, all that shit. Anything that's shoved in your face in the media all day long. But I was, uh, I had just gone through a breakup with a girl during that breakup, I'd punched a wall and broke my hand. So there I am with a fresh cast on, still tears running down my face from the broken broken ego, really, Feeling not a broken super heart. super smart. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, hurt my ego hurt. Uh, and I'm out rattlesnake hunting with my uncle, and uh, it's down in the Tri-Cities, and it's blowing. Yeah, you like know, the usual shit you shit. do with a cast. <laughs> right. Hey, less or chance of it biting my hand. It was fucking smart. You felt pretty invincible. <laughs> yeah, like, I, mean, I did. I did. I I'm leaning this side. Just just gonna gonna your uncle's like, stick your cast in that hole. See what gets it. <laughs> anyway, we're driving out there, and I'm, I'm just being, quite frankly, I'm being a little bitch. And he got so mad at me, and he pulls me out. And at the time, the wind was just howling because Tri-Cities. And he literally did the, what What are you going to do with your life? And the first thing that came out of my mouth was like, I think I want to be a cop. And he's like, well, then fucking do it. Do it. Stop whining around. Stop. You hate what you're doing. Fucking do something with your life. And we continued our night we caught about 100 rattlesnakes by the way that night it was yeah. pretty awesome and a buddy of mine got they just bit biting your cast and just a friend of mine got bit actually <laughs> oh. that night oh, and shit. he yeah he uh and he did the anti didn't go to the hospital and almost lost his arm and oh, it, was a, yeah, it was a whole it was a whole thing well but, he had uh, a crossroad that night didn't he yes yes he gone to the it was, hospital, it was a d- well, dual crossroad you know, i'm just saying that's what happens when you fucking go rattlesnake right so like what happened psychopath. yeah <laughs> so what happened was like that's and, normal and shit 10 aren't enough you needed 100 <laughs> right. well we used to skin them and all that stuff there's a whole process for that it's pretty cool you, right. you make Belts. a lot of, you can make some money off them all right anyway i can remember the next day think about it all night and kind of getting fired up about it like you know what i've got this plan I derived this plan of how I was going to get into law enforcement, how long it was going to take, having no fucking idea what I was getting into at all. I remember calling my dad just charged up like, I've finally made a decision with my life, Dad. You can finally love me now. I'm not going to be a piece of shit <laughs> anymore. And I told him all about my plan in law enforcement, and there's just this long <laughs> silence. And finally he's like, that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Grant. Hell why? yeah, Grant. Get him. Let's and he says, go. why don't you be a welder? I'm like, I, yes. I'm like, I don't know anything about welding. He's like, well, they look good money. You know, and he was, he cared about me. He loved me. He was trying to give me the right answer. Don't well, get shot just, at. Go make some good beads, buddy. That just lit a fire under my ass. Like you motherfucker. I was so mad at my father the for caring about you me. Were like, yeah. Fuck you. So I'm just like, that's it. I'm going to get hired in a year and a half. Now you have to understand that only 5% of anybody that ever tries to get in law enforcement makes it right. And out of that 5%, about 30% actually make it. So I had no idea the odds I was going against. I was just tenacious and I was going to do it. And sure as shit, I got actually hired. Well, I guess it took me two years because I actually got on a small department as a as a reserve, mm. but I was 
doing that for 40 hours a week plus Not like being an intern where you don't get paid yeah exactly <laughs> i was doing that shit for free and so yeah. then when i got paid for it, i'm like can you believe this shit they're paying me to do what i used to do for entertainment and fun i make <laughs> money doing it now this is my job right this is crazy uh <laughs> he means choking guys out and punching them exactly yeah yeah <laughs> it was a different time yeah yeah it was yeah i, I got in at such a good time it was a lot of fun um so yeah i mean that was really my crossroads was out rattlesnake hunting with my uncle and then basically i guess when i think about it to go against my father but ultimately uh me finally the, the day that i graduated from the academy was really the day that i feel like i earned the respect from my dad because i finally fucking did what i said i was gonna do yeah. i i did something hard i, I did something difficult yeah. and i didn't quit and so yeah, that was that, that changed one of the higher moments usually. of your life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the day that I graduated was the day that I, I, my dad showed respect for me. Fuck. That's I think that's when I, so to speak, earned his love. But you have to understand the generation he comes from and how he, how he was raised. He, he did, notice, but yeah. but I had to become a man, and and that was becoming a man. And and did he shake he, your hand he, or did he hug you or did he give you? A oh, he hugged cool me. Speech? Oh yeah, there was tears and all that. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, the shitty part about that was uh, this guy Tom Kim, who was the acting chief. Uh, we our chief left while I was in the academy, and so he was the acting chief, he, and he was a fire guy, really. And he's just like, oh, I didn't realize this started was, his love affair with firemen, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> like, I didn't realize this was going to be such a blue event, not knowing me or anything. And that was the day that it, I. Well, because you were crying. Yeah. You guys were, oh, my oh, yeah. It goodness. was tears and How everything. It was a tears of joy. And I thought he was talking about some curse word jokes. I thought it was a cop thing. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. No, no. I mean, I had <laughs> no, tears. Dad had tears. We were both happy and you know, for different reasons. You know, his his boy finally grew up. My dad finally respects me. I finally earned something from him. And he made that comment. And that was the first day I told my own boss to fuck off. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You graduated we didn't, and then got fired? And in the right, no, we didn't. So. I didn't. I didn't get fired. But yeah. I didn't stay at that agency very long. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yikes. Well, fucking A. Uh, crossroads. I had a bunch of crossroads just like you guys. It feels like there's our life is a bunch of crossroads, like yeah. constantly creating little side universes that if oh, only we would have done that. Um, I may have talked about this before. I'm, it all gets lost in the wash. But my grandpa was a college football player, and he was all state in high school and stuff. And uh, it was kind of like... I didn't know that until a little bit later and I was playing football and I was like, oh shit, my grandpa's a badass. I didn't know that. And I wasn't a badass when I came to him and I was, I was junior high, I was seventh grade and I was tall. So I was playing with the eighth graders in middleweight is what they called it. And I was getting my ass kicked by this, these kids who would all be like, there was like three or four all state guys and an NFL player in this batch of kids. And they just picked on me because I made varsity because I was big and there wasn't a free safety <laughs> and they made me the free safety and they beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> and, you know, I was varsity, so it was like, everybody's like, yeah, you're varsity. It's like, I was terrified of practice. And the guy that picked on me was, uh, ended up going to the University of Idaho. I as, thought you were going to say prison. So. <laughs> no, he's a badass. Jason Daniel is his name, actually. And he was a badass. And he was just one grade older than me, but <laughs> light years older than me in, like, mentality and shit. And I got hurt. He, they hurt me all the time. I went and talked to my grandpa, and he said... The only people that get hurt, and you know, this isn't necessarily true. There's lots of freak accidents, including what happened to me, including what happened in the NFL this week, actually. Uh, but he said, this was just the mentality that changed my life, where he said, in my experience, basically, the people that get hurt are the people that are afraid to be hurt. The people that go in not afraid to be hurt are the ones that don't get hurt. And I don't know if that's the greatest advice of all time, but it turned me from a kid that was Seems looking to be some at... Seems validity to that, though. Right? 
I was every practice. I was looking at the clock in my math class in the music room. I'll never forget watching that clock tick down to these kids about to fucking kick my ass. And every and these fucking seventh grade, eighth grade coaches would just let these drills where your head is just getting mashed. <laughs> like he's loving it too. They're like, so it was like kind of like torture the little seventh grader. Yeah, he didn't and like kids very much. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, he likes sports and seeing people hit hard, baby. You know, he had like Bon Jovi songs in his head while we're practicing. I he's like, sure. I can't abuse children, but I can sure damn make them abuse each other, <laughs> dude. But I went. Like in my head, as I'm kind of shaking, like getting ready to go get my ass kicked, I heard my fucking grandpa's words and something changed in my brain where I took a different path. And I went out and I fucking, I have a football history where I played football and was all city and all blah, 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 got scholarships and stuff. And it was because of that moment. Like I decided, okay, I, I am afraid, but I'm going to act like I'm not afraid. But something clicked where I wasn't afraid anymore. It's like, I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to go learn how to, I'm not dead. They didn't break me to the point of, you know, you can in football. That's the thing. Yeah. So it is a little reckless, but I, that reckless thing helped me to do good in football. And then the other crossroad, the big one, the kind of same kind of thing. It's about fear. Uh, like I was following the sports path and I had scholarships and I had a life that could have been, you know, I could have been a business guy is what my, my dad wanted or go to law school, but really just be business and get a scholarship and don't do the, the athletic kind of scholarship, go get a good degree and fucking get a job. Cause you're not going to play in the NFL kind of thing. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then I picked up the guitar where I wasn't supposed to, and I couldn't help myself, but give every bit of that away. And I lost you know, like respect in the family. I, I lost a whole side of my family that were like, that's not a respectable thing to do with your life. No entertainment is a, you know, joke and da da da. These are like grandmas and grandpas and stuff. The other grandpa, grandpa. Uh, and I think about that and it's like, I'd never change it. I would never go back to, I would never play sports over doing the music. I love sports, but there was no future in it. Like there is like music has brought me all of my close friends. It's brought me all of the journeys and stuff it's given you an interesting life yeah it certainly has but less money less uh stability i would have if i would have followed the i would have gone to stanford maybe or university of washington i would have figured out some kind of career path there and i would have uh you know got a probably higher income but i guarantee i would have had a higher income than what i'm doing uh i don't know anybody most of my life i don't know anybody who doesn't like money so to speak but I think it's pretty clear that money is not the motivator for any, any three of us that are here. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely not for me. I've actually said that to bosses that I've had, which is probably not a great calculated move. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to be dishonest Time because I don't so want them just viable. waving money in my face to put up with horse shit. You right. Know? Like, it's just like, I'm like, that won't help. Like, I'll take your money. <laughs> I'll happily take your money. But if you're using that as the thing, that, as the carrot and or the stick for me, it's not going to work. Yeah. And it's not time even, is 10,000 times more valuable. But it's than time well spent. Yeah. Time well spent. I mean, that may mean that you're super, super busy all the time. But if you're spending it on things that you love to do or that, or that impacts yourself or the people around you or the world in the ways that you want it to, then it's very valuable. Yeah. It's or, interesting. Even, or even chill time, dude. Honestly, like sitting around and playing video games is fucking super valuable to me at this yeah. point. If I can have an hour or two to fucking play a video game and zone out, because I'm zoned in all the time. Yeah, I like you have that. value in that. Oh, so, so much value. You know, yeah. I, as much as I bust your balls, I understand, I understand that that's an I'm zoned in all the time. Like, like I'm working the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed, and I love it, and I would not change. I mean, 
this crossroad, I would take this path every time. Skit scats for life, bitches. It's interesting. <laughs> you, you made the comment about your grandfather, and I, I happened to reshare a post that I wrote a few years back when I was doing that. Ooh, sure. Unfuck yourself stuff. Yeah. And it just says, refusal to act due to your fear of failing equals failing due to your uh, fear to act. Yeah. Fix this in your life. So that really is talking about crossroads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, basically the same advice my grandpa gave me about don't be afraid because the people that are afraid get hurt the music thing was that too it was like it's this life of unknown chaos and stuff but it is you know i'm drawn to it and it's something that fits my personality better than anything that i've ever seen still as an adult so have the courage to follow it and you know money wise again not a big big thing but it led me into the career i'm in now it led me into doing magazines i've worked for a bunch of cool corporations of you know it's been an interesting life so Life is risky. It's so risky that, you know what? None of us make it out alive. Absolutely. It's By the so, way. So enjoy the risk. If you guys haven't, you guys should check out Jeff on, on Facebook. Because every day there's like a, a new memory coming through there of uh, always little bits of words of wisdom from Jeff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, you did that a few years ago. and I did it for a couple consistent. years, yeah. Yeah, so if you find him on Facebook. Got me a girlfriend. I so. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> really a good one, too. That was, great one. That was yeah. the whole reason, too, yeah. FYI. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, don't find me on Facebook, because I don't even use that thing. I go on there, and I like things in the shitbox for two minutes, and I get the fuck off. I don't answer anything. I don't look. I don't care. I have all of yeah, my notifications yeah. of all my things off. Skits, for life. That's all I'm doing. My Facebook is also very boring. It's not not, not much on there. The yeah. wind kind of whistles through my profile. And everybody knows. Right. I'll, if you If you take the time to reach out to me i will take the time to reach out back absolutely I, and it's, it's yeah. actually been kind of fun because it always shocks people which i don't understand why because i'm just a dude but if you're gonna reach out to me i'm gonna ask you about you like be prepared i'm gonna ask you questions about who you are yeah. not not in a in a detective way who the just fuck are you just <laughs> what do you know who i like you? To there's know. a light that comes over your head over the phone for some reason like whoa i'm being interrogated somehow <laughs> no, it's, it's not it's not that it's just I, i'm interested in knowing the type of person that does want to reach out to me and, and and does listen to what we have to say. Yeah, it's like what what kind of you know who who are you? You know who who am I reaching in this world? Yeah, that's it, awesome. It's interesting to me. So for sure, I love that. It about brings you value too. to my life. So. I love that about you. Um, I'll yeah. reach out to you as well, but I'll probably just bust your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly, of I'm course. I'm compiling a list of people I'd like to get back to as soon as possible. But I'm I'm really just making stuff. Um, but yeah. We appreciate you guys writing in. I, I do stuff. remember. I Dan, try and write in. I try and write back to everybody. But uh, we have a listener. Uh, his a Facebook name is Dan James. And one time we were talking about law enforcement. He's like, "Well, it's my perspective that law enforcement is this, this, and this." Kind of the breakdown of who takes care of what. He's like, he's like, uh, or I'm just uh, maybe I'm just uh, full. I'm full of my own shit basically and i just said like yeah you're full of shit <laughs> that's not how it yeah. goes and he just laughed he's like yeah that's why that's why i listen to your show <laughs> awesome he's like I'm, it was you know up maybe i'm just up my own ass i'm like yeah you're up your own ass but here's, <laughs> here's how it works <laughs> you and i have that in common jeff i was having a conversation last night with one of my friends and she was like uh kind of sort of disagreed with the premise that i put forward and she goes well Maybe that's splitting hairs, and I was like, "It is." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he wasn't, it wasn't even a disagreement. He just was like, "It's my understanding that it's this, this, and this." 
You know, I'm like, well, no, you're totally, why would you know? You're not in the business. You would have no idea, and nobody's really told the truth about law enforcement anyway. So he actually got to to learn a little bit. But he had a good sense of humor in me kind of throwing his own words back on him, which I'm like, "Ah, I like you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you can take that, I like you. Fucking nice, especially on the internet. Yeah. When you have all that room to be a punk. He has to, yeah, he's got to put the voice to my words and the tone to my words it's all in the reader not the writer so. for sure and yeah we I have got the luxury a, of being a, doing a podcast I got a neat trick for that when you're when you're reading somebody's written words read it in Christopher you, Walken's voice uh, well that would be a good one too actually <laughs> always yeah. I was going to say Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> <laughs> no I would shut it off halfway through <laughs> oh Gilbert oh talented oh, but man no. but gone too, if you've never if you've never partaken of gilbert gottfried reading uh 50 shades of gray i oh. highly recommend it <laughs> or <laughs> or thing. it's a thing that's fucking <laughs> or the aristocrats joke uh if you guys want to google aristocrats joke this is not safe for work and it's don't judge me for goddamn <laughs> this shit because it's a premise of a joke everything goes in comedy baby <laughs> exactly fucking a there's a reason that comics are like holy shit he's a he's a genius and also not allowed to be on tv or anywhere near anything <laughs> except for the aflac commercial which he actually also got taken off of that in the end all right let's move on from the crossroads i think we, we talked about that and figured out that we've all had them and that we've all i don't know we don't regret them it seems so we're all good no i mean we've we i think we discern that things that seem to be negative from our past in depending on how you deal with it they will ultimately become a positive mm-hmm. I, I i strongly believe that i think so too so and i guess just to be the contrarian the, ar- the arbiter of doom here okay. <laughs> you know true to my nature the cunt is what you're saying it's, uh, yes the see you next tuesday Shaden. i feel it's i feel it's worth saying that i well i i agree i don't have really very many crossroads that i look back on and i go fuck i shouldn't have, i should have gone the other way you know i've but but I definitely have more than a handful where I looked at I look back at them now and I kind of mourn the loss of potential the other way. I'm not sure that I would go the other way given the opportunity to do it over again, but I look at what probably would have come about if I had gone the other way mm-hmm. and it's like it's I'm 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 sad about never getting to live through that version of my life i guess if that makes sense but that's you know? no but that's kidding. the thing about life so is like it's not really regret it's just like hmm, like there would have been good shit down that path also and i i chose to not but you don't it, get to do everything in life you I know. do have yeah, to make yeah. those choices and, and when you're making those choices you weigh them out the best that you can with the information that you have at the time and then you go with it but it makes sense and then to later miss, you decide to miss some uh, this is a good decision or a bad decision and then you redirect right yeah. and then you're at another crossroads I, and you got to make another decision that's I, what's so fucking fun about life true i agree I until agree. you make a real bad decision i agree with that um i guess the point i'm trying to make is it's just knowing that shouldn't rob you of the opportunity to uh sit with that shit that you didn't get to live through a little bit and kind of feel like it's it's okay to feel a little bit crappy about not getting to go through it not in a sense of regretting that you didn't but in a sense of of curiosity but in a sense of okay some of those possibilities really meant something to me and i should sit here and examine why and at least take that with me going forward like if you don't get to live through what's on the other fork of the crossroads you can at least look at what drew you towards it and and at least you know figure that out and carry that forward with you i agree with that and and breaking down 
you know, a decision that you made where maybe it turned out bad or a tragedy that occurs in your life. I agree that you do have to sit with it because if you don't sit with it, it's, it's unresolved. But you sit with it and then you take, like you're saying, parts from it that are good and parts of it for bad. And then you apply it into your future for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people even take time to do that. They have a tragedy and they just hold on to that tragedy and they almost refuse to deal with it and hold on to it for a crutch to fail. Yeah. And, and that. I see that a lot. It's difficult lot. for me to deal with other people. It's easy to be, when you're victimized, it's easy to become a victim in your mentality, it seems. It seems to me. I don't know. A lot life of life have, is unfair in a lot of ways, but to everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Really, Even successful people. Successful people had a, have had a lot more failures. Well, I guess to, compared to what, right? Yeah. But I mean... But maybe good, most six, people look at a lot of money as being successful. Sure. Okay. But those people had, in general, a lot of failures, more failures than I'll ever had ever have because they had balls to do a lot of things that I haven't had the balls to do yet. So you have to wonder too, with the successful people in the world, however you measure that, what their support groups were like too. Because when I look at successful people that say, you know, I did this all on my own, and da, 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 there's those stories for sure where it's like me against the world. But a lot of them are like people that have have gotten good advice maybe if they didn't maybe not even connected and stuff uh, but just have gotten because their support group's different you know some people just get ahead a little bit more because there's somebody told them this thing not to do while other people instinctively did that thing and fucked themselves kind of thing. does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah 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 i'm making up whole scenarios in my head at this point of random <laughs> shit i think i think it's very crucial to live a nuanced existence and what I mean by that in this context is I think that it's obviously, as we've talked about in previous episodes, I don't, I don't think it's wise nor productive to allow yourself to live in a state of victimhood. You know, it's not to say that you will never be the victim of something, but don't allow yourself to live as the victim because of it. And I think that that's, that's very wise. But I also think that there's wisdom in kind of tiptoeing along the borderline of that territory just enough to exam like i said with the same same with looking at the other fork of the road at least go and look through the window at it and, oh yeah yeah and and and, Examine and, and and figure figure that shit out and sit with it and give it a little bit of validity because it's easy to i feel like just as much as leaning into victimhood is a defense mechanism against actually having to go through the ignoring shit ignoring what you it. went through yeah, is also about sitting too hard on the other side of that fence and going I'm never a fucking victim because I don't ever choose to be a victim I just don't feel that shit you know it's I just agree. like okay that's not real fuck. like that's yeah. not real you know yeah. like that's you're just fooling yourself the same way as a victim who lives their entire life as a victim to something is also fooling themselves that's you building a house of cards for yourself yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I mean when I say it's super crucial to live a, a nuanced existence where it's like, yeah, we, where you really exist most authentically is somewhere in the shades of gray between those two things. And, and I, don't, I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but like I, I, in, in evaluating my past to get better in my future, you know, a lot of the things that I would be considered a victim in or tragedies that have occurred, I've always looked at the incidents and said, okay, wh- what did, what was my part in this? 
what what things did I do to put me in this situation or to even uh, facilitate this to occur, so yeah. to speak? Yeah, uh, and and, to, and take responsibility for those. And then what parts were not my fault, and what parts did I have no control over? And then let those go, understanding that shit just happens. That's the best way that I can do it, and it, yeah. it works very effectively for me. But you got to be super super honest with yourself, mm-hmm. and then be willing to change some of the behaviors, maybe that that could have brought you to so-called victimhood i mean it is you 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 can be a victim but if you live in that victimhood of i'm always the 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 person who's hurt here if you sometimes you have to recognize you're the common denominator and you need to change some of the shit that you're doing Mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah it does yeah Yeah, and that's i i agree with you that's super important well it's like there's these mentalities i'm okay you're not okay you're not okay uh I'm not okay either. I'm okay. You're okay. There's these ways that people look at. We'll have. I'm going to bring that into a different show. We'll talk about that kind <laughs> yeah, of way. Yeah, we're kind of going people, into a whole other thing. Like yeah, we people look do, into. <laughs> that's a good conversation. Good to have. Yeah, I have. I have these this these words that ring in my head all the time, and and it reminds me of what you were just talking about, Jeff. But it's the words are you only have your role to play. Hmm. You know, it's like you all, all you're all you're responsible for at the end of the day, and all that you can control is just the way that you choose to act and react you know so like you were talking about jeff saying that you examine it and you go okay this this portion of that was me and that's something that i need to examine and perhaps you know modulate i think a lot of people and the rest of this shit was not me and so i'm gonna choose to not blame myself for that because that was out of my control Right, and I, and I think a lot of people just look at the end result and go, "Okay, I ended up a victim of this, so now I'm just a victim," and they don't they don't ever think of the thought of their role in it and for the future. How can what, I how can I fix this? What's beyond it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's and there's a lot there's a lot going on there that you really got to take the time to break down. And, yeah. and and fortunately. I have the mindset that allows me to do that. And I don't know if it's just natural or if I learned that along the way. Probably probably learned that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you lean into physical stuff too. And I think physical activity is really a good way to start like getting away from some of the chemicals that hinder all that shit in the first place. Depression and the things that you can handle. Not clinical depression, but right, right, right. You know, sad in the moment kind of stuff. Fucking A, that was a fun ride down that little One thing. more thing. One more thing. But even... It's even been proven, though, that consistent physical activity has been proven to cure up to moderate depression, moderate, moderate clinical depression. I've seen that so. in my own life. I really have. And so I've heard people argue against that. And I think it's they just, don't it, they don't work out. It's semant- <laughs> yeah. And it seems like it's semantics, too, because it's such a broad statement. Like nobody's denying that depression and clinical depression are things that it's real just shit. happen to people, too. Like PTSD mm-hmm. and fucking those kind of things are absolutely real. Um, but there is a, a level of stuff that in your life where you're feeling really down that can be that you have a volume control with the amount of activity you do, some of the food that you eat, you know, your insulin level has a lot to do with your mood and that has to do with your diet and your, your level of activity and your vitamin D for fuck's sake. Yeah, in the winter just and go outside. Yeah, exactly. Get the sun on your fucking the clean air, do you guys clean think air wherever you live. Do you guys think it's fair to say that maybe it's not so much that it lessens the depression itself but that it modulates the way that you choose to react to it i feel like there's a whole, so many wins in like little wins that help bring you out of stuff you know but thinking know. about what you're saying an or an answer so and it's it's a bit of a loaded question because um i've 
I, I'm, I'm a bit of a mixed bag on this because like, so in doing 75 hard lately and I've, I've gone, you know, on the roller coaster of being super fit and being really chill about it and being super fit. I've done that for most of my adult life, but it's poignant to me right now. I was thinking about it on the drive over here actually, because I've been, we're currently five days into 75 hard and I've been sticking to it very rigidly. And, uh, I'm still depressed, <laughs> even you know, and it's it that shit just doesn't go away for me. But the difference that I notice in myself is that when I'm, because depression is kind of just my default setting. Uh, but when I'm doing, when I'm eating right, and I'm working out, and I'm drinking lots of water, and I'm staying engaged with the shit that I'm doing. I still feel that I'm depressed, but it just doesn't matter to me as much. If that makes sense, like I just don't, I don't sit, I don't give you myself don't time to sit there time. and dwell on it. Mm-hmm. My body isn't contributing to it, like like feeling like shit isn't contributing to it. And but like I don't know, man. Even when I'm working out, there's still just this undercurrent of like. So here's the thing, like though. it's always there. So mm-hmm. here's the thing, though. Let's see. Even just after seventy-five hard, seventy-five days of consistently feeding your body mm-hmm. and your mind positive things and 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 resetting your your drive basically and uh see if that does make a difference maybe it will maybe it won't i don't know only you're gonna know that yeah i'll I'll let you guys know (laughs) as it progresses but thank you and it's not like a it's not a pity me thing i don't care i'm fine nobody pities (laughs) you you. (laughs) don't pity me you guys here's kind of an eeyore sometimes he's got a nail in his ass jeff (laughs) no wonder you're rain cloud over here uh it was just interesting to me because i've heard all that and i've experienced some of that but it's never there's no amount of healthy living that I've done to date that has like made me go, mm, I'm not depressed. Right. Like it's always there. I well, just, that, that must be the, the, the volume goes down. But on there's it. more than working out to this too. It's, it's, there's actions that you start taking in your life to address maybe some things outside of working out and, mm-hmm. and being fit. It, 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 it motivates you to take care of the things that maybe you haven't faced that might give you the resolve and some in i'm just shooting at stars here because i don't know what your yeah. issues with, are with but the, some of but these issues you might be able to resolve because now you have the energy to go resolve them yeah, yeah maybe so but you know me jeff like this is me you're talking to i'm sure not, I, I wasn't just a lump before this you know? <laughs> no i understand like, I, yeah, I, yeah. i'm extremely introspective and and you know constructive person most of the fucking time but it's just always still there and it right. fascinates me like i'm not i'm not this isn't a this isn't a pity party i i like the way that i am i, I actually enjoy my body chemistry even when it drives me crazy your because, depression because causes it, you to it, think more yeah it makes me me and it contributes to you know the way that i choose to move and act in the world but it's just fascinating to me because it's you know it's like ooh, are we just is it is it just going to get erased and and that that's honestly kind of like i'm like well i don't want to erase it <laughs> you know like, no. I, I don't know who i would might be, be a part of a superpower in the absence of and it you know part of like, it i think you like to hold on to because it does give you the particular edge in your art that you look for yeah there's it's something to consider that for, for sure real. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah uh, I wish I knew more about the mind because I, I feel like I'd just ask a bunch of dumb questions that professionals would be like, oh, God, you know, but it's yeah. like dopamine and, and, the, and the feel good things that come from the mind and come from your lenses in the world. I wonder if you just get less maybe as we go through experiences and, and I don't know. Yeah, but maybe. I guess but you, whole... you have a you have a different 
yeah, chemistry. Thing. Yeah, I think so. But I'm, I'm he's I'm, alien. I'm certainly not the only one um, that's wired in it in in a similar fashion. But certainly I not. think that it's led me to believe that combating depression like it's something that needs to be erased is stupidity. Yeah. Like I just th- I just think that that's kind of juvenile and foolish and I mean that's not to say that I want people to be depressed like if it's something you struggle with you should work on it, you know, you should you should dance with that shit and and figure the steps out. How do you lo- not look into the abyss and have a a reaction that's like fuck, that's not bliss. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's I think I think you miss out just 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 the same as if you spend your whole time wallowing in depression. I think you you miss out on good shit that way, but you miss out on valuable shit leaning too far the other direction as yeah. well. You know, like if you're just like constantly trying to erase that depression, number one, I think it's just going to eventually make it come back and bite you harder. There, there's, kind of there's, lessons yeah. there. there's lessons there that maybe yeah. you haven't learned yet that when you do, that portion goes away. There will always be something else, and that's just how you process things is in a, in a depressive state right. to help you. And, and that's, that sounds reasonable. I, I Again, I'd probably full of shit. But <laughs> Sounds so pretty I. good. Same, same season. <laughs> you know? That's one of the things that we all three have in common is we're all full of shit. Yep. Uh, you know, to me, when I was bringing that up, it's like exercise to me is like a nutrient. It's like one of the things your cells need, like oxygen, and, and it needs to move. Like your cells, to be healthy, they have to move. And so whenever, that, that just helps. It's not, it's not going to ever cure any kind of thing that's like about a worldview or about chemistry or about just nature you know what i mean yeah but it's like a it's a nutrient that we don't often have and it's like i don't know it seems like when you work out your mind is more clear and so maybe yeah. some of the things it's it is definitely my medicine and particularly in leaving my career and a whole different life and and all the changes that i've done if i i went people don't know this i took about eight weeks off before we started this program yeah um just for numerous different reasons um but, he was uh, in a masturbation competition. It was a long tantric I kind of thing. Really fucked my elbow up. He's fucking annual. It. Oddly, it was my right elbow, and I used my left hand. I'm not sure what the hell happened there. He's working on it, guys. Um, so send your support to Jeff. all you people. Just so you know, I'm in just as much pain as you guys are right now. I just sure. anybody that's doing this, it hurts, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, instantly my mind starts to clear up, and and where I solve world problems is. Yeah, under under a weight un, under weights and pushing them that's that's where my mind is the clearest that works for me that's why i said maybe in that depressive state where you can really just sit and not wallow but really get deep into the abyss whatever you're going through that's how you process things that's not a bad thing and i don't even necessarily think it's depression you just have a that's your deep thinking hmm, maybe maybe it's, it's not, hard it's it's deeply unpleasant <laughs> yeah. i don't know the more you the more you learn about the world the more you realize that it's like holy fuck there's a lot of things going on here that's very chaotic and yeah. beautiful, elegant, but fucking. I love that. I love that chaos, yeah. man. Well, it's just good to be. It's important, I think, to be honest about it, you know. And like the whole, the whole view of like, oh, we must cure depression. Like that guy's always depressed. We have to cure him. That's. <laughs> I got a nail that, in my that ass. Seems that's ludicrous real. to me because that's that's no different in my mind to somebody looking at Jeff and going, Jeff is way too often positive and motivational we got to cure him <laughs> like, what are you fucking talking about we got to bring him down like, to earth bring him down to our level like that's part of you have <laughs> quit enjoying yourself you cunt <laughs> well fuck all right 
Uh, I hope you guys had your hands up for that ride. That was a Woo-hoo. fucking, that was a loop-de-loop and some shit. I learned a bunch about you two. I love you guys. You're good, you're <laughs> love good you too, brother. Good men. You guys uh, are all right. <laughs> Goddamn contrarian guys. I'm surrounded by them all the time. I've just uh, decided I don't fucking like you. <laughs> flip like there a motherfucking top. Just, I'm just an agent for honesty. 180. Uh, Jeff knows what's coming up. We're going to do some tips about waking up. or uh, What to do after waking up, it sounds like. Gotta find him. Full tip, 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 just a tip, just a tip, Jeff's tips. He's giving you just the tips, baby. Gonna give you a tip from Jeff. Get your head, but probably from you know the, the problem internet. is. Yeah. Sorry, tips. I don't have my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have my glasses, which is a huge problem here. We, th- we this thought this is really small because I left my glasses on the book. <laughs> do you need to read them for you? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so you get to do this one. So just. Uh, it starts here and you know we'll pretend it comes from left Jeff like you love me okay I don't know if it's left or right I've never actually done Shane's the only I've never one. done a swipey Shane's the only one of the three of us that uh, can, see. can do this without goddamn glasses yeah Yeehaw. okay um, I think just take the highlights out of that okay does that make him the leader now fuck here we go <laughs> I'm in see. charge I got Jeff's iPhone okay. <laughs> I'm making Facebook posts right now do it fuck oh god you. be depressed get, in the picture. <laughs> get, get some pictures out <laughs> just quit right oh, now oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, this thing on the screen here says, avoid your phone. Oh, you set me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the whole point See, was. I avoided <laughs> my phone. It's in your son hand. of a bitch. He's a man of integrity. He's doing what to say. It says uh, 71% of Americans check their phone within 10 minutes of waking up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Checking your phone increases stress and anxiety, hijacks your attention, primes your brain for distraction. Try to give yourself 30 minutes of clear air before looking at your phone. Hmm. I would say that I'm mostly guilty of that, but I do try to work on it. I mean, first thing you do, I mean, if you set an alarm, you grab your phone. Yeah. Since your phone's in your hand, you're like, well, what's this doing? You know, a lot of times it's checking lists. What do I have to do today? 75 hard. Obviously, I know what I got to do. Shut that alarm off. Get my ass up and get out, out the door. So that helps a little bit. But on a day-to-day basis, I, I, I do definitely struggle with that. I try and only do my business stuff on my phone when I wake up. Because I, if I want to jump on Facebook, I'll know I'll just spend time getting aggravated at people's right. political ideas and also yeah. just getting lost in the, the gambit. The, it's not just a phone anymore, though. It's a computer, and that's how we communicate yeah, in the world, which my... is really kind of gross, but also it can be beneficial, too. So, But I don't need to start my day looking at you know apps to check out where my business is. I can get up and fucking do stuff. That's yeah. a good. I think that's good. And your your business is all computers too. So do you grab your phone right away? Or I'm an Android fuckers. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm plugged in every time, every every moment. I'm conscious. I'm He's like, why is this a bad thing? This guy's fucking wrong. Well, you so here's, here's the truth of it, though. As far as the, it pertains to the morning, my I work for a company that operates off of the East Coast. So most like ninety percent of my team has already been working for two or three hours. They're waiting the for you, up, yeah. And I and they're literally waiting for me to get my ass in gear to get going. So if I don't look at my phone when I wake up to see what I'm dealing with, then uh, I'm not doing my job. So. It, that that part of it's at least not really possible for me. I guess what I'm trying to convey is if you don't need to look at it, don't fucking look at it. But the reality is most of us, because society has in, incorporated it so much, you're off and running and all your information is on your phone. So your phone is instantly in your hand. Yeah. So it's kind of a very contradictory. And who I don't know a lot of successful people or, or just people in general who have a half hour to not see what the hell they're going to have going on in their day. So sure. 
I would say that maybe an amendment it's easy to say in the morning but that's not, obviously not feasible for everybody but taking breaks from your phone and from screens in general is super important and I do make a conscious effort to do that every single day especially because my job and and most of my creative endeavors involve having to look at a screen or having my phone or networking in some to some degree I I do take periods of time almost every day where I put it away and I'm like I don't care like I just put it on silent and I'm like nope not for the next little while I'm off the grid and I think that's super good for important. you guys I feel like I haven't even thought about that that much I'm on a screen constantly yeah but you're, you're but you're not on your phone very much right but you're still on the but same if I'm not type on of my mechanism, screen I will right? I mean I'll watch Netflix yeah. or like my right. thing that you I do to wind down is from screens, a little movie yeah. yeah one thing I noticed that is different like with Polly and I I mean there's times where I'll put the phone away but if we are sitting there and just chilling out we'll both have our phones but we're kind of it ends up being a conversation piece because we'll look something up and talk about it so it does bring in conversation or hey did you see this this is funny and we'll talk about it a little so it actually we almost use it to add things into our life at times does that make sense yeah there's there's a time to put it away and, and really have the that those intimate conversations and we're really good at doing that too but if we're just kind of fiddle fucking around we can use information on on the on the interwebs oh, yeah. to to create discussion which is funny because then the phones go away because we're wrapped for up sure. in a conversation it's a double-edged sword for sure it, it enhances we flourish too with this as well but we also like like we talked about when we were the episode with jake uh where it's like it, instagram there's no amount for a 10 to 14 year old really person but really especially girls because of the way that, that the girls are at that age uh, there's no amount of Instagram is good for him, period, right? Kind of thing. So, I don't know. What's yeah. my point? Let's I move. don't know. I think it's just, it's, it, are you guys familiar with the term doom scrolling? I don't know, huh? So, doom it scrolling. Sounds self explanatory. Yeah, it does sound much, like. It's pretty much like whatever your poison is Facebook, TikTok, okay, Instagram yeah. is just like you get sucked into the hole of just like you're not even really doing it for enjoyment. You're just sort of like sinking deeper and deeper into the. Of scrolling through it sure sure that's the kind of interaction with your phone that i think you want to avoid the most um that's what i get because, when because, i get on facebook it's yeah, just that shit you know, and it's it because knows that's, me pretty you gotta understand that that's programming your brain in mm -hmm. certain ways that are extremely unhealthy for you i can feel it you can feel it you're like this isn't and good you can feel it you can absolutely feel it i mean there's a right way to interact with technology and there's a wrong way and you need to look for balance no matter what you're doing, you know? So taking breaks from screens is super important. Look, you know, as soon as you start to feel like you're, you're slipping into the abyss when you're flicking through your, your leisure time, whatever that you're consuming, get out. Yeah. Make a conscious effort to do that because it's not serving you well. <laughs> well, what is it? How do you guys like being the guinea pigs of this? Because this was really what's happening. I like this, it. <laughs> right? Okay, I knew you. I, would. You're not a luddite. <laughs> I, you know, I get frustrated with it, but I, I actually I think I like it too because because of the avenue that I'm trying to take with it, I see the I see the good that can be had from it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And it's create a challenge. A positive. It's a challenge. It is a challenge. It's, for it's sure. like, hey, yeah. are you, can you can you handle this responsibly? And I'm right. like, yeah. Watch me. Step I'm gonna, up. I'm going to do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to try and read this next one. Let's see if I can do it. All right. I read ahead. This one's stolen from Jordan Peterson. They ripped it's, it off. Well, it goes <laughs> further back than that. But uh, uh, make your bed. Make your bed straight away. It's the, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a general online too. I think it's simple yeah. and it has multiple benefits. Well, there's a whole there's a whole uh, 
speech. This is probably Marcus us. Aurelius again. You know what I mean? It's um, probably Socrates <laughs> or Plato. So some Make of the your bed. some of the key points is you're less likely to get back into your bed, which is true. Says it takes two minutes to complete. Um, I can do that shit. Depends on how many throw pillows are, that have to go on there. <laughs> Fuck those. Uh, yeah, um, it's easy to get. It, it's the easiest way to get a sense of accomplishment, and it keeps the space neat and tidy. And, it's the first one and comfortable. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not the best bed maker. I'm really not. It's something that is important to me, but I'm not always the best. I've really noticed in the last few days when I've kind of had the kids, uh, I'm really good at getting all their shit squared away but it kind of i kind of leave you know my bed i, I close the door because i don't want them running in there quite frankly uh, and, and, I, and i don't get to it but children who but loves them well what's odd is if people. i don't make the bed in the morning i'll make it tidy it up and make it before i get into it so it's comfortable so nice. I, I do understand the importance of it though very much I, I really do i literally make it every day no matter what at this point i don't no know shit. why just yeah, good for you the last couple of years i just and i, I, I envy that and, and i, I want to get better at it i make it straight as fuck too I, I try and make it look like a fucking and it's was, for my wife because she likes a made bed i don't give a fuck yeah, but now i was raised hospital corners and all that that's how i made the bed yeah. my wife does so much for me i'm like i'll oh, make the fucking bed. i make my bed every day and then you ruin bed, it but then i ruin it yeah i love it that's fucking again contrarian but in, the, in a very constructive way i feel I that i'm still getting the benefits of the <laughs> exactly bed making. that's you can read that one. that's harnessing the I'm just the kid who wants to build a fat tower of Legos just so I can kick it over. That's Fuck all yeah. I'm saying. As long as you pick them all up, I don't give a shit what you do. <laughs> and as long as they're your Legos, motherfucker. No, I don't have to pick them up. My house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> all right. It's gonna, you're going to have fun having those Legos all over when you got to get up and pee. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Oh, fuck it. I have cats, dude. Fucking my whole house is an obstacle course 100% of the time. I never know when I, I wake up after I've been sleeping for an hour and I'm like, where's my furniture? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you move things? Why are you wearing my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number, number four. Number four. Drink water. Jeff just did that. It's power of suggestion. Oh, it's power of suggestion. Drink water. No. All you all you seventy five hard some. people are feeling this in your soul right now. <laughs> As you're probably <laughs> like, no taking a pee water. listening to this. <laughs> right. Uh, a glass of water helps your body recover from overnight dehydration. There are many other benefits of drinking water when you wake up, such as better skin, more energy, fewer headaches, improved metabolism, and boosted immune system. Hmm. Yeah, that's true though. If you can drink uh, a healthy chunk of water and let your let your glucosides deplete in the morning before you eat your put you put your first bite of food in your mouth, mm-hmm. it's so fucking good for your body. Mm-hmm. I try to drink forty eight ounces of water first thing when I get up. I just chug it. Yeah. Have, have we talked about how hot water burns calories? compared to cold water it's like yeah. all that crap did we talk about that you know what that i looked into that and i found that it, it sounds like shovel it, dick is it shovel no, dick it's true okay it's I, true i thought it i read that it doesn't have to be enough. hot it just has to be not cold warm water works the same. i don't like cold water anyway um but i don't for singing but the effect that it has is so minuscule is it's it? like okay like, it's like your whole diet technically is hot water. true yes is it gonna make you shave off your love handles no. Please tell. Oh, <laughs> damn it, girl! I want to do seventy-five easy shade, and I just want to read a book and fucking have water and be healthy. You're doing it. What are you doing? <laughs> You're there. I, I am doing seventy-five. You are, I'm doing life easy. I really am. Number five. Number five. Practice gratitude. Fuck yeah. 
practicing, which they spelled with an S, which I don't agree with. Mm. Practicing gratitude will make you happier and more empathetic and improve your self-esteem. Some ideas for incorporating gratitude into your morning routine would be start a gratitude journal. Go for gratitude walks. I kind of hate this. Express <laughs> gratitude towards others. Okay, the last one was good. Those first two. I'm, I'm having I'm a gratitude walk. Hello, flower. <laughs> right. yeah. I like flowers. You're my flower well, friend. Yeah, they, I think they watched Bambi right before they... Seriously. They still though. I, I, Spoiler alert. Things die in Bambi. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the mom. Fucking my heart. My empathy. For I get the principle. I, I don't think a lot of people even really understand what gratitude is is um walking around in amazement to that just people just being work appreciative together what the fuck's around you yeah yeah well, be thankful that gratitude and cares. thankfulness are not exactly the same oh, they get they get conflated conflated a lot like gratitude is like it's like thankfulness on steroids like if i like if jeff hands me that jug of water when i'm thirsty i'm thankful for that mm -hmm. If Jeff is the first person to show up after I've been stuck in the wilderness for five days and he's the first person to give me that water because I'm dying without it literally. Slobbing the... Then I'm grateful. Yeah. Because that's something that I really, really, truly fucking needed for my existence and it means that much to me. You know? So it's like if you can cultivate it and you don't have to feel that way about every fucking thing because that's silly. But if you can cultivate that attitude of when something strikes you deeply and you're really glad that it did take a minute to be fucking grateful for it right. and like actually feel it like be like fuck i really fucking needed that and i'm really glad that i got it and i want to invest in whatever brought it my direction no but shit. it doesn't take uh you know a rocket scientist to to look at anything that you are thankful for and 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 then think of worst case scenario or, or how other people may or may not have what you have and and really recognize that you should have gratitude for it. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that clear enough? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. It's shut down. Jeff, uh, there. There Jeff's phone keeps locking, and I don't know his code anymore. So <laughs> anymore, <laughs> give it back it's to the him. same. Oh, well, I don't remember it then. Call me out, bro. <laughs> uh, number six: Go for a run or hit the gym. Yeah, check. Check it ease. <laughs> Go for a brisk walk is probably better for you, but yeah. Running's fine too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a walker guy now. Good. Well, with a hundred pounds yeah. on your back. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm only run. I'm running thirty a thirty pound best right now. Nice. So I I'm walk. I walk like a vicious stalker's behind me though when I walk. Well, because like, in your neighborhood, like, I'm like, there's a yeah, vicious stalker. It's <laughs> 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 probably reasonable where you, where with what's going on around your neighborhood and Camp Hope. It's best not to stay in one space. True, you want to kind of serpentine. Also, you want to serpentine. Yeah, stay unpredictable. Turn around and go <laughs> yeah. once in a while. Just, <laughs> just randomly spin around. And then yes. in the midst of their confusion, hit them with a no, thank you. Exactly, no, thank you. <laughs> when you exercise, your body releases endorphins that boost your mood reduce stress and improve focus exercising in the morning means you'll enjoy these benefits all fucking day long i agree with that 100 yep. i think working out in the morning is definitely the time to do it it's true i will say that i i now now that i have to actually get up in the morning as opposed to what my old schedule was and i used to have you know two hours to dick around before i went to the gym first getting up I'm really liking the go outside. That cold actually feels good. It's like a shower. Get that blood pumping. And, and like I said, I'm not breaking myself off. I'm just staying at that 70%. And I enjoy that to get basically my old body loosened up. 
as opposed to going to the gym and having to stretch for a half hour and you know fiddle fucking or i feel like i'm wasting time putting your bag in the locker yeah, so now when i go to the gym later on in the day after i'm trying to avoid that, that guy with the, with his balls out whereas there's always a guy with his balls out at the gym it's like hey have you seen my balls <laughs> like dude where were you you didn't do that in high school did you just stand around with your balls he's Sorry. got the same kind of genetics as jeff where the balls just hang down to the knees at a certain point <laughs> check this out i can swing it over my shoulder like a goddamn <laughs> knapsack <laughs> Do your balls I got low, baby batter in my nap. Can you tie him in a knot? <laughs> Sorry. I can't. I tried. <laughs> I cannot. I don't recommend I do trying. have knots, though. My doctor did it, though. He tied a couple knots. Cannot, yeah, to go cannot That's good endorse stuff. that behavior, personally. Uh, number seven is read. Reading okay. helps reduce stress, improve your communication, and sharpens your focus for the day ahead. I had a gym teacher in elementary school that lives in my memory to this day. Because in all you guys who can't see me right now are just going to have to visualize that. But she would put her palms up to either side of her eyes like horse blinders. Mm -hmm. And she would get right in children's faces like oh. like a foot away. And she was just this old, skinny, like bitter, pinch-lipped. Awesome breath. <laughs> like picture Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove, if you know what I'm saying. Not a clue, but I can right. still picture There's people out about. there that they are like, know. oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she yeah. would put them up like that. She'd get right in your face and she would go focus 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 yep. <laughs> like really intense so every time you hear that word you're like ha, ha, yeah ha, ha. yeah it's a little bit so yikes a little bit jarring you guys are big readers comparatively to me um so i'm, I'm sticking up on this reading thing and i gotta tell you my biggest struggle in reading is staying awake i have to stand up and read i don't know what it is about reading well, good i uh, I don't. I'll start it's, to fall asleep, and it's like, God it damn it! Makes everybody sleepy. It does. Oh, it's not just me. I'm no. okay. I'm yeah. like, I'm never gonna get. I, That's I mean, why. I'm and reading. I've read before, but I do have to stand up. Do you read at night? Mostly. Yeah. Don't yeah. Because do I don't have the time in the day. It's, Today I got to read in the morning, can, which was great, and it was better. Yeah. Definitely. That's that. If you're doing it to get your meet your goal and stuff, I'll yeah. tell you but this. That's the best time to read at night, I'll, though. You get. I'll tell you this, though, quiet time, Jeff. Um, that is only exclusively true with nonfiction. Because if you're reading a fiction book and you're really engaged in the climax of a story, you will you not won't go to sleep. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And yeah, and I, I guess like I've experienced point. that. I was reading. Well, it, it's it's a it was a nonfiction book, but it was telling a story, and that's uh, the Lone Survivor. And I was in a bear stand, which normally, if I read in a bear, I'll fall asleep in, in a bear stand out in, in the, the woods. The bears fuck with you and draw dicks yeah, in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, my my bow's gone. <laughs> And your beans. Bo and yeah. the beans are gone, and I got a dick on my um, face. I think a bear. But I can here. remember just feeling the intensity of that story. And yeah, uh, yeah that was the first book that ever made me cry just in that battle. Just And it wasn't like sad, it was just so intense. I could feel what was going on. Fuck it was yeah. awesome. Like, my it. adrenaline Fuck, was I've, pumping. I've, was gotten, cool. I've gotten so fucking emotional in books like my entire Same. life. Like, Same. <laughs> I was listening to uh, my audiobook on the way here, the one I've been listening to currently to get my dose of uh, fiction. And it was like the end, like the final conflict and the big plot twist was revealed. And I was just like, oh, I can't, I gotta go hang out with my friend. Masterfully done, <laughs> sir, but I have no. Hurt no. me more, daddy. <laughs> the tears are gonna be hard to hide. <laughs> um, the the number seven that I didn't finish reading it says you also take in more of what you read in the morning. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. to your point. Um, leverage this to read over notes for a presentation or educational content you want to retain before a busy day is a recommendation. 
That's like my dad. I think that was the last one, wasn't it? Nope. There's one more. My dad uh, instilled in me the newspaper thing. Uh, like I was a, I'm a, I'm a disappointed New York Times reader of many, many years where it's like I don't read it anymore, but that's not because I didn't before. I, I used to enjoy it very thoroughly. Uh, not to say that it was always like right up my alley and always right or whatever, but I read the newspaper all the time because I loved the way my dad handles his life and, uh, and that's what he did. He's like, before I start my day, I want to know what's going on and I want my brain to be... We'd also read like you know U.S. News and World Report and Popular Mechanics and stuff like that and Car and Driver. <laughs> and I would consider that absolute fucking poison to read now. But that's what's just that? Car and Driver. The news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would too. At the t- at the time, <laughs> eh, still Do pretty poison. Do not be smirch Car and Driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's quite the that's the magazine of record. <laughs> All right, number eight is meditate meditating even for five minutes will help boost your confidence enhance your awareness reduce stress and anxiety increase your compassion improve your concentration and focus meditation primes your mind for a productive day and both you guys meditate right Mm -hmm. yeah and it you must do it pretty regularly Mm -hmm. i'm pretty religious about it i still feel like i'm sitting there and my mind's going a thousand miles an hour i i haven't got it down yet the only time that i had it the concept down was really Monique walked me through it and it was really cool. And I remember everything that she said, but I don't know how to implement it on my own. Just keep doing it. Um, it really is like a, so I get frustrated, of course. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I just, oh, why can't I do this? At the very least you're being, you're attempting to be quiet and that's a good thing because we're loud creatures and it's good to just attempt to be quiet. And that's where meditation is, is in quiet. Because your monkey mind will distract you the whole time you're trying to meditate. The whole time. So it's not... So that's normal. Yeah. Don't okay. be mad. It's not a discipline where you just sit down and you're like, and now I'm in some Tibetan plane of existence in the clouds or something. Uh, it takes... You do get there sometimes. I that's a, the thing. I have a technique for inducing meditation in busy minds. It's called I, marijuana. I, too, have a busy mind. <laughs> I'm meditating at all times. Uh, <laughs> constant state of meditation. Yeah. Is that something you can speak of or something yes, like this yeah. is for later? So, no, I'm, I'm going to share it because I'm sure you're not the only one. I was just talking to our buddy Nathan Chartre mm-hmm. about this um, on our drive back from that New Year's gig that we played. But... Um, whenever I'm feeling too turbulent to actually sit down and focus on meditating, I'll sit down and I mean the, you hear it all the time, but focusing on your breath, it's not woo woo shit. It's just a way to focus on one fucking thing that's constant and peaceful. So you start paying attention to your breath and just so your body will calm down a little bit. And then once you're kind of settled in, I try to visualize a flame. Doesn't matter what kind of flame. Mine's kind of like a candle flame. But just picture a flame and then start, just let your mind run wild. And then everything that comes through it, just grab it and imagine chucking it into that that little fire. Just be like, okay, that good, bad, indifferent, doesn't matter. All the shit that I want, all the shit that I'm afraid of, all the shit I got to do today, anything that's distracting me, anything that I'm holding on to that maybe I need to let go, the fucking sound I and just the, heard in the kitchen. <laughs> and the fire's not getting bigger, and then all of a sudden missiles are coming in. Because <laughs> I could see my mind doing that, and then I got this amazing city on fire, and I'm like, yeah. yeah and then put it in the candle yeah, flame. and then take that okay. whole scene and put it in the candle flame. And then back flame. to the breathing. That's the whole point okay. is You're just baseline. to take everything that comes up and throw it into the fire. So my experience of, of ohms mm-hmm. works for me. Yeah, good. But you know how hard that is to do when you got two little kids in your house? Yeah, it's in, you feel silly probably. 
It's not, I, I don't. You don't care. I don't Good. give a fuck about Good. any of that. It's just it fires them up. Oh, does it? So yeah. And I tried it once. In fact, Polly wasn't even around. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And then they started, you know, trying to do it too. And it wasn't. I can't the, explain the to a three right and five year old really what I'm really doing. Thing here, man. <laughs> You're damaging so, my calm. Yeah, they were like down in their room. I'm like, okay, I got some time. And yeah, it didn't work out so good. Isn't What's that cra- noise? What isn't it doing? crazy how just the um feels good? That hum through to the your body mind, to your body, to your, yeah. It's, you can really get into it and really get it deep. And yeah, and you find the music that has those tones in it are very, very pleasing, especially if you're going to sleep or for trying to meditate and those kind of things. Yeah. Shaden's right. Like if, I'm going to try that. The moment you, every time that the flame, the throw something in the flame, go back to the focus on the breathing again. That's the thing that brings you back. Let your monkey mind be monkey mind. I love that throwing it in a flame mm-hmm. and then focus on the breathing. Cause that's, so I'm guessing I shouldn't put a time limit on this. I should try to get through all the bullshit and eventually it'll happen. It's a lifetime yeah. thing. You'll dude, get to, you'll get to a point with the flame thing. At least I do. And I imagine you will. Well, you get to a point where it's just, uh, you'll it'll stop being like holy shit everything is going through my mind i have to throw in the fire because you just sort of like you're kind of unconsciously deleting them for a minute you know, as they come through and then you'll get to a point where you're like thinking of you're trying to think of things you're like oh what about this i could throw that in there what about this i could throw that in there. <laughs> that and actually then, makes a lot of and sense then, and then you'll eventually get to a point where that'll slow down to just a trickle and you'll be like that might be everything. And then just sit there. So are we trying just, to get to the just, nothing box just, that every human has? Yeah, and it's never nothing, but it's just a matter of taking all the distractions of your mind and setting them outside of yourself for a second. Like, that whole adage, empty your mind, is bullshit, in my opinion. Like, your mind's you not it, meant yeah. to be empty. Huh. But but it's just making a conscious effort to set all of the shit that's buzzing in your mind outside of yourself for a minute. And then when I have that flame and I feel like I've reached that point sufficiently, I'll imagine walking into it myself and then it just kind of like fills me back up with all that shit that I threw away and reintegrates it in a more balanced kind of way and I'm like cool now I feel now I feel on an even keel and I can proceed it's funny because you know, that's how I feel too my jokes aside about you know everything you know exploding I just listening to that and it, I'm kind of trying to do it while you're talking and I, yeah. and, I, and I'm getting it yeah, I sure. get what I get what you're saying I want to try it yeah so it's awesome no matter what even when you f- quote unquote fail you're not failing because I mean I don't know the science the science about it at all I doubt I'm even right but it feels like to me wrong okay but it (laughs) seems to me wrong me that when you meditate no matter where you wake up you could wake up from a nightmare and shit blah 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 but early in the morning if you get up and, and think about meditating and you do meditation you know when you're at your best thinking wise when you're like at your wittiest and you're at your or maybe not your wittiest but you're about three drinks in yeah (laughs) but there's like a wavelength that you kind of feel it's like again when we talked about the zone and stuff for some reason meditation not all the time but a lot of the time it puts me in a place where i can go deal with situations more calmly and more i feel more thoughtful whether i or not i am i feel like i process things a little bit more deeply even when i've just monkey mind for 20 30 minutes you know what i mean where it's like I, was that even productive? And then I go work in the world, and it's like, yeah, I was process. I'm processing things a little bit better than if I just jumped out. So maybe I'm just reading. All coffee. Maybe I was just reading it wrong because I was expecting maybe a different result. It could be. I think I, I, everybody sure that meditates, I think, is imagining the first few times that yeah. they're like always do walking away, going, spiritual, sorry. real. No, no, no. Yeah, I was. I, I walked away going. I feel like I just wasted you know 20 minutes of my life. What the fuck just happened? Nothing. 
I mean, I'm, I don't feel enlightened. I guess it I feels, expect this magical doesn't, doesn't it feel woo-woo? I mean, a lot of people that are listening to this probably still feel this way, too. It's like, it seems like a woo-woo Dude, thing. Dude, I'm all about admits, woo-woo, though. If it's <laughs> beneficial, I don't care. I'll, like I'll for, try anything to improve my life. You know for sure. I mean? But it's not woo-woo. This is literally, it's demonstrable at this point. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of studies that show that this is just, we don't know why or how. But it's like a discipline of your mind. I just feel uh, like I was. Mis- Shaden explained really good. That's yeah. a discipline to be able to to take your monkey mind and let it be a monkey mind, but bring it back in. Bring Understanding it back in, that it's a perishable that. skill and something that I need to get disciplined in. That that works for right. me. It well, feels like a, there's some emotional a, maturity you get from it too. It's a pretty cool thing. There is for sure, and it's also it's a perishable skill, but it's also a cultivatable skill as well. Um, because the more the more you do it with success and you're like, I achieved the result I was looking for, the easier it becomes to slip into that. And then you, from there you get to explore. It's like the G spot of the mind. Kind of. I have this whole, like I'll, I'll do the, like that flame, that flame thing I just described. It does was, exist. It, it's really there. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta hook. The more you find it, the it. better you get. <laughs> the G spot of the mind. I'm trying to think of a T-shirt design now. <laughs> <laughs> the more oh, that's gonna get us in trouble. The more no uh, good. <laughs> I'll the, take that one. The, <laughs> o- over the years, the uh, that flame thing I just described is just kind of my like. That's my arriving point. Like it, sometimes that's all I do. Like I'm just like, oh, that was the point of the meditation, you know. But like usually I use that to put myself in the state of mind to meditate and then from there I get to explore and I have like this whole inner world that I have cultivated and gotten to know over time that I can only really tap into when I'm meditating where it's just yeah. like or it's like oh I remember I, I like I have like experiences that I've had you know and it was all just shit that I've fabricated so, in my mind but yeah. it was it, it's so the neurons are me. the same it's so etched into me because I did it in the quiet of my mind with with a really high degree of focus and it it i learn shit from it you know and it's just i have i have shit from that like i'll encounter shit in real life and i'm like that reminds me of that thing i dreamed up when i was meditating and you know it's just like it just it prepares you for things in a, in a kind of interesting way so. it sometimes makes you feel like you're in a video game where you're like god damn all right this is yeah. a weird like part of a video game where you go out to the side and you kind of just <laughs> get a little tutorial or some shit it's yeah. very strange yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we're going to get you to play some Final Fantasy. We're going to do all this behind so, the You table. know what? I'll play baseball with you. Fuck yeah. I'll play. I, but I, yeah, I'll do that. I want you to play. I, I think we're going to put you through the ringer with video games. And you're going to play all the, all the games that you never got to play at one at a time. Did I tell you I played Fight Club Patreon. too? That was fun. Fight Club. I was pretty good at that. Fight Club? The yeah, game? The, yeah, they used to have a game when the, after the movie came out, and I did play that, too, and that was pretty cool. You, I've not heard it. I'm sure every, there was. Every game that you talk about liking when you talk about video games is what we find in the bargain bin at Walmart. Exactly. That's why I love <laughs> somebody. Yeah, but that means that the, the people that made them were like So you're basically guys saying and, I'm the trailer park trash of video games. Well, That's exactly what I'm saying. Sweet. It's like watching movies. <laughs> it's like watching movies with... Uh, B or C actors in them that no one that got no promotion. Uh, Mostly, that's what I like too. So. Okay, well, fair enough. Except for I, video uh, games are really good when a lot of people can collaborate on them and spend years on making this thing. Somebody like, told me. Wow. Somebody told me they were going to watch Peanut Butter Falcon after I uh, talked about it, but I never got the feedback on it, so they must not have liked it. I don't know. I, I don't know what that Terry. is. I think it was Terry. Oh, I thought What's you were time? calling me out. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I believe Bird? it was Terry. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. That went through uh, all and all sorts of good stuff. I yeah. think that's a good morning. I think we had a good morning with that one. Uh, why don't we move along to the reasonableness party? Okay. 
And this one is going to be an interesting one because this is just a proposition. It could be, should be pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like all the ride. Famous last words. Here, it looks like a real simple part of the ride in this conversation part, but let's see if it does a loop-de-loop that mm -hmm. we don't expect. Um, but the idea is a project propaganda watch. Hate it. Hate it, okay. So moving on, there was no loop. There wasn't even a fucking animatronic to jump out at you. It was just literally going through a passage. Um, what about, so if, so we're talking about an actual political party. We don't want to do propaganda. I'm going to just throw that out there. Like, I don't want to be part of a fucking, I like outreach about principles. Yeah, Mike like, will handle the propaganda, but it won't be it won't be in a branch of the government. Shane's a branch of the thing that we don't talk about them. They're really kind of the wackadoodles of our group, but you know he's that, kind of a sex cult guy. You we know don't know all why. the secret rooms under the Vatican where they keep the monster stuff. That's Mike. That's, that's where he hangs that's up. That's my version of, of the government in the Reasonless Party. I'm going to run that branch. Just a mad wizard fucking long fingernails. I just want to be so okay. okay. If I understand what you're saying, you're, you're basically want the government to police themselves because they're the ones giving out the propaganda. They are the ones that do the propaganda. Well, yeah. really the political parties and the ideologies that, that want to get more followers and destroy their enemies. That's the thing. So, but it makes for a dumb populace. I think like we're, we are dumber because our politicians have no respect for us. And so I don't want to do that with the reasonableist party. I feel like that would be, you got to play baseball. You know, it seems like who has the nicest ad wins at some point throughout the last several decades, people that aren't engaged in politics. They're like, who has a nice ad? Who seems nice? Okay. Their kids are cute. Fucking that's it. But for those people that are inundated with the news and since 2020, it feels like a lot of us have ed or really since 2016, a lot of people have engaged in politics that hadn't before. Mm -hmm. uh, the interest is higher. And really a lot of, it's stupider now too because there's the propaganda isn't meant to to trick people that are really knowledgeable about politics or about principled social issues or whatever it's meant to trick people that are on the surface level well stuff. it's supposed to, it's it's intended to grab people at an emotional level mm -hmm. but there is in our day and age really good propaganda for people that are very intellectual too and I'm not going to name shit here today as to like the places, but I've just watched them recently where it's like, this is high level, well done, well directed, well shot, great music to make the point propaganda. Mm -hmm. um, so I let's, let's define terms real quick. What, okay. what constitutes propaganda? You know, it'd be best to look up the actual definition, but in, without looking it up, I would say uh, anything that, that is deceptive in nature to put forward a political or social but mainly political ideology uh, a manipulation of multiple medias maybe one or two medias but one media two medias uh, like TV or pictures or moving pictures and sound and blah 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 uh, for a political gain yeah, and I don't I think, know. I, I, mean, I don't know if you're fair. looking up. I the, yeah, I just looked. Okay, let's hear. I figured might as well give a yeah. Give how an far interpretation? And then has my whole life been a lie? See. So basically, are we just going to become a whistleblower on all the other parties? Well, I don't know if I, hold we, on. You hold on. Let me okay. define it real right. quick. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so propaganda. I, 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 the definition of propaganda is information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, mm -hmm. used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. All right. 
So it's, it's I'm not the Oxford it's, Dictionary, it's but strictly as it pertains to politics, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. But I think social stuff too can be well, propaganda stuff and is, stuff. Is, politically tied I guess and yeah, I feel well, like marketing politics. itself is like a is just the free markets version of <laughs> politics <laughs> has gotten their dirty little fingers into everything so everything that sh- is, is con- really a social issue is now a political issue I agree. and that's what pisses it's been me a off. major problem in, in the conversation in America for sure yeah. we're arguing things that aren't our business in some sense do you think it's fair to say that in the past Governments have used media outlets to purvey propaganda, but anymore it almost seems like media outlets are just purveying their own propaganda for their own for their team for yeah, yeah for their team right yeah like yeah. I, I look at certain media outlets as li- actually all the media outlets have chosen the branch of or the the political party that they are the extension of at this point I mean there's Fox is sometimes uh, critical of Republicans. There's some people that were never Trumpers on there for sure. Uh, there are sometimes some Democratic criticism on CNN or MSNBC. It's very fucking rare. So for the reasonableist party, in, we'll in have my the Scatcast Network. Right? Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to solve the world's problems through skit scats and just to ride podcasts. And uh, I think I want I would live in that world. That's fine with me. Well, well, here's the here's the proposition. So. I think with the Reasonableist Party, more than anything, we want the people that, that are part of the Reasonableist Party to be pretty well versed on what's going on in the world. Uh, so, I mean, we're, it, we're trying to recruit folk that are interested in the world and want to be reasonable about it, I guess. So the Propaganda Watch portion of this would be to help those of us that don't have time to look into stuff as deeply, uh, just, as, just to get like almost like a grade. Like if we could get a non-biased, an unbiased group of people, and I'm not talking about the three of us. I mean, I'd love to be a part of it. I know, I know. (laughs) But if we could come up with a metric that we all kind of agree on is like, that's fair for both sides. Like they're way too passionate about it. There's the financial gain, doesn't matter left or right or center or whatever. It it matters like the fundamental first principle stuff. Like Like who the fuck is, who put this this, out? Here's what this is selling. Yes. Yeah. Just cut to the, to the root of it. Yeah. So is it, let me clarify a little bit before we get too far in the weeds. Uh, if we had this propaganda watch, uh, organization, I don't even know. Whatever. Uh, this this club after school, after school club. Yeah. Um, is it, is its intended purpose purely to inform? Inform, us. right? Yes, it's us. not. It's not like an enforcement thing. Like We're not going gets, after. Somebody nope. gets in trouble nope. for doing propaganda. Nope. We just, just know. Be leery of this information, yep. and this is why. Make your own decision. Yeah. Think so about. It's kind of. I just. I can't help but think about like f- shit, like Snopes and fucking fact checking mm-hmm. on Facebook and all that shit, where it's just like it's just become its own version of propaganda right. more often than not. And I don't want that. So it's like, yeah, and I don't want ours to be that. Right. How do we keep it from I, being that, that guy? It's like, be my next I don't know if it needs blood oaths. <laughs> if I have to sacrifice a testicle, I don't want that. <laughs> I just want people that are in this world together to, to for everyone to win. Like, we don't want anyone to lose. A lot of people want that use propaganda want the other people that they're talking about to lose. Yeah. Like, I don't see the world as a zero-sum game. I don't see all that. I really just want to step out of that and go, okay, who are the people in this world that are trying to trick us the most? And let's ignore them from now on. I mean, if they have power and stuff, let's 
figure out how to remove their power, which is generally money. Like the, the moment you stop giving clicks to a, a company or stop walking into their store, they lose power and they can't do what they did anymore. So these government agencies, which are basically the mainstream media, corporate media now, we got to stop giving them power. You know, that's if they lie to us continually all the time and that's what this if we're doing propaganda watch and we're going one by one through their posts through their stories mm-hmm. and saying like the important ones and going let's fact check this now and and maybe this is maybe propaganda watch isn't like real time where we're trying to do it immediately because the thing you, that you people are doing do it, the people think. right the people the thing that's going on is people are forgetting uh they were just riled up a month ago about this one thing was it true what they were riled up about there's no repercussions for being a cunt on the internet a month ago if everybody forgot about or it. Or should there be? <laughs> but there should be for us as reasonableists to yeah. go back and be like, let's fact check. Like there's a bunch of Facebook groups that I, I, I'm like a masochist. I go through them every day and I read people that I, I find to be completely unhinged. And I would love to just go through there and go back and go back a year and fact check every single post and give it a grade that's legit. Like the ALF system, for those of you guys that listen to SCATCAST, the ALF system is what we would do. Five-point system with a .3 extra. Anyway. So uh, I think- but, but basically, we would go back through that, and we would give it a grade and say, did these cunts lie to us the whole time? Did they lie to us half the time? Yeah. Did it even seem like they cared? Was this just meant to uh, instigate us, which is propaganda? Yeah. So these Facebook groups that have just like little... It's not like SCATCAST, where we have lovely human beings you know, that are doing stuff volunteer wise these are people that are part of this ideological push to put bullshit out just to just to and it's maybe it's not conspiracy just it's just being part of the team really. exactly yeah. it's what you do it's, as part of the team to promote their agenda yeah. so i would want to fact check these so just for us as reasonable as to know i think most of us that are paying attention do know when we're being propagandized too and that's why we would be over here in reasonableist land but it gives us some kind of idea of what people are what they're trying to tell our neighbors. Sorry, so how about Jeff, I know you've been wanting to talk. Yeah, well, I don't think it's such... I don't think there's a lot of benefit in us. Essentially, it's policing all the other factions of, of parties. I think we just need to concentrate... We would need to concentrate on making sure that what... If we had a party, we're going to be putting out, putting out information, right? right? We would have a, 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 an agenda, so to speak, mm-hmm. that's good for the people all around. We need to make sure that what we are putting out is not propaganda. Absolutely. And that's all that we can control. We can't really control what the others are doing. And I think, Does that make sense? Yes. Isn't that the... Wouldn't you want to be part of a party that, that's like, our goal is not to try and trick you? Or we don't want to make enemies, and we don't want to trick them. Yeah, we understand that like, we, we think this is the betterment for the people. We also understand that this also can be a re, reper, uh, repercussion for for others, and we're trying to find a way to make it beneficial all around. Right? Does that does that make sense? Yeah, I want to be the most informed party uh, for this this thing that we're making up right now. Uh, I want us <laughs> for, to be the for most, our pretend party. <laughs> our yeah. Pretend party. I want to be the most informed, and so. In my mind, this propaganda watch is like an intelligence gathering agency, an independent. And so I'm talking to you guys now, the listeners, like this is something if you're a good researcher, if you're into this, but if not, if you're unhinged, if you're in a place right now where you're watching the news and you're pissed and you hate one group way more than the other group and all that stuff, like we got to, we can't do that. 
but by, by the maybe by we can have virtue, teams, by virtue of being unhinged you probably wouldn't know if you were unhinged, <laughs> so i don't know if that's a i appreciate that shane you're you're so right here's the thing we don't know that, what we don't know right yeah it's true here's the thing that occurred to me uh entertaining this idea in my head just now <laughs> all right um is it all falling apart i my feel head? no <laughs> okay no it actually it became a bit more cogent fucking um, sweet good word thank you good word indeed uh Instead of providing everybody all of the information, what if this the purpose of this propaganda watch situation was to provide everybody with the means to access the pertinent information, right? So instead of mm-hmm. like say, I'm gonna go on to propagandawatch.com and see what's up with this, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like, well, here's what we decided is up with this, it's literally just a list of like an aggregate of links and sources. And two things so where like, you would so get it's like, cause proper that, information then because that i feel like that's the only way for us to truly avoid becoming just another party that's biased or lying to people mm-hmm. is just to provide information and and a, pl- a hub to go to access it which means and which means that we don't we should give debate. an opinion or, or a synopsis of this is what we gathered but you can get right. your own information we just take out what we gathered right and not to say resources. not to say yeah. that that the reasonableist party as a platform wouldn't offer opinions on those things we're the debate party you we know, want to debate all these ideas we're definitely yeah. going to talk about it but as far as you, you, I, I i guess the whole point of uh, or the essence of this idea is, for me is give people the tools you know give them a fishing rod not a fish i guess to boil it down yeah. to an old platitude um, give them a place where they can go reliably and go, you know, plants crave electrolytes. Let's, let false. me see, you know, and it's just like, well, here's a bunch of studies that say, no, Idiocracy was just a comedy film, even though it seemed like it was becoming very real. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But plants don't actually crave electrolytes. And here's three studies that say so. By the <laughs> so way, like, well, one I'm very proud does. of you for calling it a fishing rod and not a fishing pole. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do people call yeah. them fishing poles? A lot of people. Really? Yeah. Down Drives to fishing pole. It's like calling that a clip instead a of a magazine. Hole. That's the first bit of propaganda we're getting rid of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for that. I'm so for that. Gotta start small. Well, now I want to think about fishing and not propaganda. Well, there's a difference. A fishing pole has a line basically on the end of it, and it is just a solid line. A you can't reel you it in. A rod has a reel attached okay. to it. That makes yeah. more sense. I like it. Okay, so with this propaganda watch... The, We'll just bring this up from time to time and see where we're doing. So if you if this is something that sounds like interesting to you, and we haven't even fleshed it out right, really. I like your idea. I like I like where this could go. And the whole idea is to inform the members of of this party uh, of these things. The one issue that it is like when you when you're leading links, when you're uh, adding links, like a lot of the propaganda comes from where these links are going to come from. I don't mean scientific studies. God, is that's what we want. Is this is this most. something we can combat at well, all? Well, that's that's why I think. That's why I said flippantly that this is the debate party because that's yeah. where the reasonableist party will have to be. I feel like there's a lot of progressives, there's libertarians, there's Republicans and Democrats that are listening to the show and they're all like, I hate my party, I hate the group I'm, I've been part of or whatever. I want something else. The debate is where I think all of these things will happen because the will of the people is really, I mean, it's kind of a populist party in a sense with principles. Yeah, we, and so, we need to get, get back to that, the will of the people. Yeah, That's part of, that's part of 
my thinking with the whole just providing sources and and jumping off points to people perfect yeah. is is that like to debate yeah everything is subject to change everything is fluid always you know and it, it it's not to say that like that providing simply just sources absent an opinion just like here's here's shit that talks about this this topic and it's it's from sources that we've have vetted at least to a certain degree where it's just like okay this is a, a published scientific study right mm-hmm. will they discover things that change or invalidate that maybe you know but for right now this is where it sits and then and then people can come back a year or two later and look at that same topic and, and find new links because it's just like oh well here's there's been development treat it like science you know what I mean? yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and that way that way it's not the people can't come back to it and go you guys said you wouldn't feed me propaganda, but this link I clicked led me to a, you know in a wrong direction. It's yeah. like, well, it yeah, led two us years all later. It was clearly propaganda. Yeah, it's like that's saying, where right? we all were, and here's here's new links, and you know, it's like we're not. We have to be a little bit forgiving of, of the non utopia that we're all going to be yeah. part of, no matter yeah. what happens. Yeah, I don't have want you guys a utopia anyway. I don't either. I mean, that would, life so would be boring. Really as hell. Does. <laughs> have you guys heard of uh, AllSides.com? It's a it's an app and website that does. They grade all of the media outlets that are out there. Uh, most of them, I shouldn't say all, but a lot of the mainstream ones and some of the fringier ones too. Um, I like that word, fringier. fringier. Uh, Infowars is it's on there. That's why I said that. And uh, <laughs> and Jacobin, those those two are the fringes on the, the left and right, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you can learn a lot from both, especially Jacobin. There's some crazy shit they believe. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> It's interesting because they will present kind of what it's a resource that I think the reasonableist party would want to see more of and would want to embrace because it's like seeing the the bias voted on by not just the staff because the staff is doing an algorithm and trying to be somewhat scientific about where these things lie like you know CNN is obviously left wing bias and Democrat Party basically their media outlet obviously but a lot of people reject that and uh, you know so they. They let it vote, and and that's what happened. The vote does show that they lean not just a little bit left, but pretty left. Not mm-hmm. not left in the sense of you know they're socialists and they're communists and stuff, but left of center by enough to, you know, depending on how you look at all this crap, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, the way that they've set it up is like there's three total lines of there's center, uh, there's five total places. There's center, right, and then very right, and then of course left and very left, and they do that through all the media outlets. But the best part and the reason why I brought this up is because every it's not every topic but a lot of times they will put out something uh you know say the britney griner thing that just happened releasing her the left would have a very one way to put the headline and they would write an article and they would put all three articles for left center and right and they'd pick three from the field that they've graded and so britney griner from the left would would be something wonderful and nice about it and from the center would probably be a little bit more uh, just here's the news and da, da, da. and then from the right there might be something that's like you know why did we trade this person and not get the marine and da, da, da. Um, and for every single topic that they do that for you can just see the three articles and you can if you wanted to be informed about the propaganda or about what get a roundabout idea of what's actually going down from three perspectives they have that option that to me seems like something that we can do with the propaganda watch I kind of like that and I, it's very valuable allsides.com it seems like something we're supporting. And it's really got. I think it would really bring to light the cartoon that we live in. 
dude it does you're right it fucking does yeah. it's it makes it a little a lot more silly than if you're just going like cnn's trusted news and fox yeah. news they're always the fair and balanced but it's like there's <laughs> three different stories with three different points of view on the same damn thing depending on your ideology that you're forced to fit in what's funny is that i don't like what i don't like about this is it's part of the propaganda is when a company like cnn and i'm not picking on anything i don't like any of them but cnn will say no we do the news we do not have a bias and then to anybody right of fucking i don't know and then Don nancy Lemon pelosi opens his mouth. yeah it's like <laughs> that there's no way you can have us believe that that's for sure the problem is it's like it's different when somebody when, just got mad. Somebody just, for sure. Someone just mad. hung up on you. I know. Someone just Sorry. hung up on you. For sure. I'm going to bring up Ben Shapiro too, because the one thing I do like about like an, an outlet like Ben Shapiro, that, that's probably absolutely propaganda for the right. That's that's probably yeah. what's going on there. There's a lot of stuff there that's probably just normal shit. That's fine, just like on the left. But there's probably propaganda for conservatives in there sure but i know it's coming from a conservative <laughs> he says he's a republican and he says why and how there's no me guessing where he is on the fucking all sides meter right it's with these companies that are pretending to be very unbiased and well, stuff it's, it's and it's like that's part of propaganda read and listen to people that you you assume that you aren't going to agree with and so and, much so. and to continue listening to them after you find that you generally don't agree with them because it's yeah. perspective and perspective is valuable yeah. no matter where it comes from and it's not you don't have to be afraid it's not going to get on you i know you know break like, your echo chamber goddamn like it's, it's okay <laughs> like i i i run the man if if somebody were to log into my youtube account and look at just my recommended they'd be like what the fuck is this guy doing because it's just like i've Same. got some fucking crazy shit in all directions well he's I, a contrarian so you can tell that no matter whenever they say shaden don't check into this Shane's like I gotta go check into this go. <laughs> and it's like and then they make it hard for you and Shane's like I'm a computer dork I'm gonna fucking find a way to find it and he does and so you just make it more so that we're if gonna know if it's ever existed things. on the internet I can find it that's right <laughs> and so can you it's not hard <laughs> well so that's the idea of the project of the propaganda watch is just this is the bud we're putting I'm putting the seed out that there's a seed and we'll see what happens with it it might just fade away but the idea, if the, if we do uh, some reasonableist party stuff, we should be super informed. We should be the party of, of science and empiricism and uh, morality in the sense of ph philosophical conversation and yeah. always think, kind of refreshing the tree. I think anybody who can manage to successfully create a reliable mainstream source of facts is going to be... They're going to win the future. They're, they're going to win. Going to win it. Especially right now people myself sick included of they're so fucking hungry for s concrete stuff yep. you know what i mean where it's just like okay enough of the fuck i don't care don't gild the lily any further <laughs> i don't care good bad or indifferent whatever it is give it to me straight doc please and if you don't fuck off right what are we doing why <laughs> like, are we no just matter no matter what your opinions on shit are i feel like that's a universally felt thing especially lately where it's just like okay I'm, I just want to know what the deal is. Like, we, just tell me the deal. <laughs> you know what? I had this idea just now with that. We should do, in the future, if we can do this, if we can get the resources to do this, patreon.com, uh, we should do sports card style versions. If we can fact check, pick like 100 things for from Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, the big things in the last five, six years. If we can get a, a group of researchers that are not interested in projecting their fucking ideas just trying to get the facts 
And we should do baseball stat style shit, like batting averages for how often <laughs> these fuckers told us the truth, how long they fucking went before they actually did tell the truth when it came out. And dude, and like then, we should come up with can, some stats. And we can have pretend death matches with him. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, Mitch McConnell versus Nancy Pelosi. Fuck yeah, claymation. There you go. That's yeah, the celebrity death match. Fucking politified. Skycasters know we like to kill fucking politicians. Um. All right, so let's move on from our thing. Thank you guys for entertaining that. And I think that... How very reasonable. <laughs> doesn't it seem somewhat valuable? I don't we feel like... get like a really classy, mustachioed British man bam, and, and just bam, record, bam, bam, just, bam, just, bam. just be like, sir, say how reasonable, please, in, in your most dramatic accent and record it, and then we're just going to put it in every fucking... Bodhi, how I'll, reasonable. Bodhi Sanyana, get on Fiverr for me. I know you know how to use Fiverr. Let's we go. get on Fiverr and do that, and I'll reimburse you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll have Shaden do that shit. But no, Bodhi, Bodhi you're up, Bodhi, Quartermaster, Let's go. <laughs> Quartermaster's, he does all that cool shit for us. Um, all right, so fuck this, yay this. We have something that we're going to agree on and jerk off into the fucking pot I'm over this one. preemptively. <laughs> I love this one. When you brought this one up, I jumped out of my chair almost. It's like, I fucking... Okay, fuck this thing, too. You want to say it? Why the fuck <laughs> do we have televisions in the fucking gas pumps? Are we not fucking Preach. plugged in enough already? Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Say it again, brother! <laughs> Besides the fact that it's fucking annoying and super loud and I don't need to watch fucking TV... The worst TV, too. ...while the I'm watching, pumping shit. my fucking gas. It is it, The first thing I thought of was, this is about the most dangerous fucking thing you could ever do. I mean, there are a lot of crimes that happen at the fucking gas pump. Carjackings, killings, robbings. You're not paying attention now. And now you're really not fucking paying attention to your surroundings. What the actual fuck is going on? That's fucking. It's a great point. This is not okay. Listen to me. I, for the price that I've been paying for gasoline in the last year, I I I should be getting. I should be getting a a simultaneous shoulder and foot rub in complete and utter silence in a fucking hyperbaric chamber with gas station while, sushi fed while you. my gas is being pumped for me <laughs> Let's see Oregon, I'm bro. not paying this much for my gas to be condescended to by a tiny <laughs> exactly. little person on a on a fuzzy screen that people have drawn graffiti over yeah. well, holy shit it's lowest common like denominator fucking, TV it, it's like goddamn white screens and screaming at you I'm yeah. like that is like the most I mean from my perspective I'm like I am fucking unsafe right now and I am uncomfortable <laughs> right I don't need I need an scary adult. noises. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. Oh, thank you, dude. I'm like, first time guns out, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who's yelling at me? See in the knee. It's Everybody worse can... at night too, isn't it? Because it's like it's it, worse. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's fucking terrible. Period. But, but no, but at night because you're like you're sitting there and you're just you're like lit up. Like I'm thinking of me after a gig, right? Like I'm on my way home and I'm like, fuck, I need to stop and get gas because I'm in Idaho and it's cheaper here, and I'll just I'll do it right now. So I stop and get gas and I just start pumping in it. You're like, a state line. Hi, I'm yeah. the da, 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 and it, the screen comes on and just blinds me, and I'm like, Whoa. exactly. You know the one. That, there's yeah, two now on your that night road that are like, gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly for the rest of the night. <laughs> I'm driving home and I'm just seeing like a weird outline of this person talking to me about car soap every time I fucking blink. <laughs> I mean, like you really fucking. I, I understand. Hey, here's another way we can have advertisements and make more money. Fuck you. But then there's people that actually sit and watch it. I like, know. I'm like, oh, you were so gonna get murdered, I, right? <laughs> you're like, you're dead already. You don't even fucking know it. 
I hope you like your commercial. We have one listener that's like a murderer that's like, fuck, that's a good point. Yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, just to ride. It's like, I never find a bullet when I shoot the gas pump. People are afraid to explode. People don't want to walk in and go pay for their gas because they think something's going to happen, but they'll sit there and just totally focus on a fucking television. Yeah. It's a safety thing to me besides the fact that. that it's super fucking annoying. It's and obnoxious. We, we've already got these. We've already discussed. We've had these little black boxes in our faces all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. More the, screen time. Yeah, what for we the need, fucking yeah. three minutes it takes to pump gas, you need a fucking bigger screen in your face? With, with the dumbest, lowest common denominator. I mean, every single time it's like, hey, have you seen this? Da-da. But here's Everybody, the thing. I've, it's that tone where you're I've like, I've been at them oh, where they're actually, there's a football game on. Like oh, really? a real, yeah, fucking yeah. They're actually showing TV. That is now. better than the stupid. No, it's like, not. It's water mojo crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know for what you're saying for sure, but in my world, it's like if I had to pick, yeah. like okay, so <laughs> if it was a would you rather, <laughs> right? For sure, I, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> would you rather have a football game or a fucking annoying watch mojo lady yelling at you about shit that you're like fucking tired <laughs> of? If I if I had to pick a show to sponsor, to get shot <laughs> while I was watching, it would be football. So, so if, you were, if that's how you're going to get stabbed. This is how I solve this problem in my in my real life and I'm realizing the Vandalism. the lunacy of it but uh I start pumping my gas, I flick the little kickstand and I I go ugh at the fucking screen that's yapping at me and then I sit in my car and yeah. I play on my phone. <laughs> but see and that's I choose what's on the screen. Yeah. Me? I'm the chooser. I'm a little psycho when I get my gas pump too and it is because of my career and a lot of cops get killed getting fucking gas cuz they're not paying attention. Right. Um that that's makes one so of the, much that's sense. one of the biggest dude, yeah. places that cops are ambushed, actually. That makes so much um, sense. But if you've ever watched me pump gas, man, I am looking at everybody. Uh, I don't stay in the same place. I walk to the front of my car. I'll walk to the passenger side sometimes. I'll even you know move around the island a little bit, see who's up, kind of look around. Preemptively, like, punch fucking, a guy? Just, just maybe, to, yeah, just punch somebody because he's thought too you close to me. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, was I just mean, for good measure. Maybe I'm a little, <laughs> a little crazy about it. But, like, seriously, it's a... It, if you can think like a predator, that is a really good place to take advantage of somebody because they aren't paying attention already. They're right. already stressed about having to get out of their car and put gas in it. And pay for the amount of gas price. Yeah. It's wise to err on that side of the equation than right. the other. Yeah. So, like I said, maybe I'm crazy about it, but I've seen the evidence that I'm right. So you well, just need to get always. Here's what here's what you got to do. You got to go to the the truck stop gas stations that have the window a, the window washing things get a lot with, the, with the really long handle. Mm-hmm. And then just like while your gas is pumping, just do like fucking bow staff tricks. With, like, oh, spray, then they call the police. Spray the window fluid everywhere in the parking lot. You're just like, <laughs> then somebody calls the police well, the about police somebody fine. being high on meth, <laughs> driving, no, fucking just around. Like how funny would it be to show up and find that? It, no, I'm just. I'm totally sober. Weird. <laughs> I'm just so into fucking Lord of the Rings, bro. You don't even know. They don't want you at this gas station anymore. Yeah. So, do you remember the first time that you saw a TV in the gas station and and what your thought was? It was the same reaction. Just like wow this is dangerous. this is fucking ridiculous yeah and, and mine was first it was safety and then i got really annoyed that it was just another fucking screen safety in my first face. and then be offended <laughs> i wasn't offended yes. i was pissed <laughs> well shaden and I'm i offended. we play don't we, condescend to me while i'm pumping my gas you stupid machine exactly <laughs> god damn exactly uh we play in state line idaho all the time because they let us do fire over there and we live in washington that's probably the first place i saw it actually same yeah. like but the the kind of one like there's a specific gas station where, where we go buy smokes and two picks <laughs> but uh it has like the whole fucking pump is a screen and it's all touch screen 
And I, I was like, oh, wow, these are really nice and new and fancy. stuff. Fancy, exactly. This must have cost a fucking fortune. And then I pull up and I put, and I start doing the thing. And it's simple. It's just like a kiosk at McDonald's or something. You're like, all right, da, da, da. It's, but it's touchscreen. And then all of a Taking sudden it starts from more to, Americans. <laughs> exactly. Especially in Oregon. And, and, but it started to yell at me like loud. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? So I'm immediately, and I never would do this. Jailbreak this tablet real quick. Basically. Flash new firmware. <laughs> I went, I found, I was like, I know that they have a menu on here where I can reprogram. I, uh, a fucking jackass without the code can reprogram this, at least the volume. And and, this, and it was right there, the volume. And it's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet you every the single one of those fucking pumps that, has that had they, the volume turned down. They forced you to take an extra step while you're pumping your gas Cunts. to not be gorilla advertised to. <laughs> like, fuck off. I know. But I still go there because whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just ignore it. Well, it's yeah. bad yeah, enough. Yeah. It was bad enough when just they had a speaker that yelled at you yes. about the fucking corn dogs. <laughs> you know, for a dog. Gee, and it scares the shit out of you as it is. But now you got a screen to go. Oh, no, it's not good. It, it, I'm not happy. Okay. So we're in agreement. Either. Most car washes don't wash the undercarriage and it's super important. From 1999, <laughs> you can add a car wash to your, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how, if anybody's shot. Well, then it would blow up, though, because then it would blow up their car because it's gas. I guarantee, so that actually I guarantee is, they've been punched. Like, I've gone to some seedier gas stations that have screens, but they're, like, old school, and they're, like, covered in, like, inch-thick plexiglass that's just, okay, like, yeah. got scratches and shit all over it. I mean, it. aren't like, you some, tempted? Somebody's sitting there with their keys just You know, I don't think it. that's a crime. Ah, stop, stop, stop. You don't think that's a crime, as I said? They, no, on that one, no. Somebody was, <laughs> they were in fear for their life because of the, the safety concern for this. Yeah. The distraction that's, that's of the screen. The magic words, isn't it? Yeah. I was in fear for my life. <laughs> it was coming right for me. <laughs> Why did you jerk off in public? I was in fear for my life. I was coming right for I me. I panicked. I'm just a monkey. What do you want? I know. I'm scared. All right. Advice I give myself is our next little topic, and uh, who knows where this will go? Uh, softening as we grow. That's the. Is it advice? Yeah. I don't know, but it's. It, I think so. It's a goal. So this it's is something that I've been meditating upon for the last couple of weeks but i feel that it's important to become a bit softer as you mature as an individual uh, particularly as a human being um and what i mean by that is there's there's this duality to most people where you have your your moral leaning side and then you have your monster right mm-hmm. and anybody i think most people can listen to that and go yeah i know what the fuck you're talking about and there's this constant pendulum swing between the two and it's just a matter of you know what what energy gets what momentum gets poured in which direction is usually what wins out is the common theory and i think there's some credence to that but i've found in my personal life and i think that different people have differing degrees of severity as far as this pendulum swing goes like some people have a capacity to swing way further Mm. in either direction than other people do but regardless it seems to me that there's this intrinsic relationship where the more energy you pour into one side the harder the other side tries to compensate and, and chase you for it so if you're constantly pouring your energy into I'm going to be uh, a good person and I'm not going to let the monster off uh, out of the cage ever mm-hmm. for any reason, then that monster just grows in response to that until eventually Unchecked. it breaks out of the cage yeah. and you swing real hard the other direction and like there's damage that happens from that. I've experienced this in my own life. And, and conversely to that, if you spend 
you know people who spend time embracing the the monster side of themselves or like leaning into their their id or their darker elements that are in the deeper parts of them the 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 part of you that wants to swing towards the moral side of that pendulum or at least the rational side of that pendulum starts to eat you up from the inside you know mm-hmm. it's just like it, it you're you're it starts to torture you and torment you because of the way that you're behaving is out of balance you know so it's like this constant bid for balance so i feel that as you grow benefits you and out of a I mean even if it's only out of self-preservation you have to arrive at a point where you you soften that process and it becomes instead of striving so hard in one direction or the other it just becomes targeted and intentional nudges in one in one direction or the other where it counts you know so it requires more of your attention it requires a little more introspection but ultimately what happens when you start fighting or you stop fighting so hard in either direction that pendulum swing becomes smaller and you find you you end up finding more balance in yourself and learning more about those things without having to embrace them and deal with the the more dire consequences that come along with them to me what it sounds like you're talking about is is the the strife that we live in from day to day with what I always talk about the animal that we truly are from, you know, thousands of years of evolution versus the laws in which we live by that we've created to try to have a conducive society. Mm -hmm. And those things consistently collide. And as we get older, we do get a little bit more educated on both sides. And and I think you can find a comfortable medium between the two and understand that, yeah, I've got an animal inside of me that I can unleash if I need to. At least I hope most people feel that way and understand that, 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 you know, I can do some very gross and violent things if needed, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do them, you know, without warrant, Mm -hmm. you know, right. Yeah, a dangerous man in check. Yeah, I think and it, but I'm also not going to ignore that side of me to be overly, uh, uh, I can't think of the right word, but basically just lay down to everybody and let them walk over you as yeah. well. There's Am a, I on the right page I is what you're so. talking about? I think about? that's very parallel to what I'm talking about. I think it's a manifestation of what I'm talking about for sure, and it's it absolutely applies. Um, there's a... Uh, it's a, kind of a recurring theme in a lot of my songs that I've written is, is some some variation upon the theme of dancing with your demons, you know, which yeah, is yeah. a uh, uh, fun sort of metaphor that I like to play with because it's been very real in my life because I have a lot of I have a lot of deep darkness in Dude. me and I'll be the first one to admit it. And it, it goes probably deeper than I've even yet discovered. But I've learned over the years to not not fear that and i don't let it control me but i also don't try to erase it either because it's a it's a it's, it's, it's an part integral of part of me you know it's very much part of your game i think i think there's way more there's way more valor in being able to accept that and integrate it and and act in a way that is possessed of integrity or at the risk of sounding antiquated is honorable uh in spite of it or or even with the aid of it you know where you can channel that darkness into something that's productive on the whole you know yeah like that hosier song that it's one of the songs i cover just because i love the fucking line in the chorus but it's he says don't ever tame your demons but always keep them on a leash yeah (laughs) and i was like fuck yeah that's it 
That is it. It's very warrior, actually. Yeah, I think there's some Nietzsche in that. Uh, For sure. Fucking A. So, anyway. Softening as we grow. My little diatribe for whoever needed to hear it, I guess. That's Monique and I's goal. I've been needing to hear it my whole life, over and over and over again. (laughs) Fair enough. I know, we get so intense and and like we want to win and shit. Um, But I think naturally as we get older, we soften too, because, you know, grandkids and... Our hips hurt. Have to. Yeah. If you and stay rigid, then you're just going to get broken. Yeah. And who wants to be the guy that, and, you know, when you need help from society because you're, you're sore and you need to be taken care of or something like that, where you're like, I'm an asshole <laughs> and I'm fucking, nobody likes me because of my content. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, be soft and you won't, they won't poison your shit while you're trying to, you know, take <laughs> I a think bath. The word, I think the word soft, it, when you started saying that, it, it, it kind of, struck me in the wrong way because the way that i interpret what a soft human is right oh um, yeah, yeah but yeah. but what you what you're saying is not yeah. wrong it's I'm just a different patience not, warmth more warmth more it's almost understanding a soft per- person but softening in an important area and i understand understanding right? I do understand and empathy and stuff soften you anyway like yeah. when you see a person coming at you and you don't understand why they're pissed off compared to when you finally understand why they're pissed off or where they come from it's like you soften to them yeah. your awareness of the world and reality right. makes you softer and as you get older you should be getting wiser so you naturally should stop breaking the law asshole it's almost like it's almost like a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction when when you know like you're like god you're so emotional you're an emotional human well i'm the first one to say i'm an emotional human being but we usually take that initially as as negative as right. you know just overreacting or crying no i'm an emotional person all the emotions. all the time yeah. I, I love Full all the spectrum. emotions and i'm 100 percent of all the emotions yeah uh, and it, on the inside but i think on the outside for the most part most pretty people stoic. Wouldn't, wouldn't recognize that, that about me yeah you're yeah. pretty stoic guy yeah growing up with a uh, never smiles the schedule almost <laughs> never <laughs> growing up with a dad who uh was a pastor for a large chunk of my youth um i listened to a lot of his sermons obviously was the son of a preacher man yep and all that that entails <laughs> <laughs> and uh lots of sinning in the did, preacher place he had he had something that he preached on several times uh, upon the theme of uh, meekness you know the the biblical passage of the meek shall inherit the earth and mm-hmm. meekness being a, a virtue and his whole stance on it whenever he preached on it was that being meek is not synonymous with being weak, weak you right. know like you can you don't just being meek doesn't mean that you're this timid little mousy pushover that gets walked on and is afraid to assert yourself being meek is closer more closely related to uh, humility, you know, like it's, it's, it's having strength, but, but being extremely selective about where you apply it, you know, and I always thought that that was a fucking excellent thing to hang on to. It's kind of like, is it kind of, would you say it's like the person when you're done arguing with people and they say two plus two is five and you're like, yep. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, he sure is. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Moving along. I'm going to go play Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Yeah. Not worth my time. All right. Well, I think you will naturally soften as you grow, but even if you're young, it's probably good to soften now. And by the uh, way, when you have kids, you don't settle for two plus two is five. I learned good. Cause then they'll think that's the answer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, So definitely. Definitely as, teach as them it the pertains math. to adults. <laughs> <laughs> you want to argue with children. This lesson is passed, and I will not be the one to try and pound it into you. <laughs> no. Now we've got. We're coming to the end of the show. Uh, this is the things I learned, and this one's pretty dark. This one's super dark. It's about how uh, how to catch a predator ended. Yeah. And I've I've known this, and and but I 
think a lot of people don't know this. I just learned this. I'm, I'm curious if you know this, Jeff. But so are you, I know, Zach, you are. Are you familiar with the old show, How to Catch a Predator? Where they would have uh, usually law enforcement people oh, yeah, yeah, pose yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah, yeah. you know like thirteen year old kids or whatever, yeah. and then and then they'd show up and like cops would like tackle the guys when they would try to run and shit. Right. And what was his name? The host. Fucking great show. Um. Fuck. What was his uh, name? So yeah, we were doing. I wasn't involved, He's, but we I, were doing a little bit of that here too. I Did loved you? him. That yeah. guy was uh, Chris Hansen. I'm Chris Hansen. Chris yes, Hansen. I'm Chris Hansen. And so, I just learned that the there was a reason that that show went off air and it was because of what happened in their final episode um they were they were doing what they do on this guy in texas and they showed up to entrap him in this situation as well they should have Mm -hmm. and uh turns out he was the assistant district attorney for the state of texas and he blew his brains out like while they on were their filming. cameras yeah. yeah and that footage got out i've seen it, that footage yeah it got out yeah. and and so that was that was the end of the show and i was like holy shit what a fitting ending i know for that that's, show. that's not that dark that's <laughs> well the savings is. taxpayers money <laughs> <laughs> i know and saving a corrupt children. politician you're almost like does my empathy go to him but he's yeah. got a family he was probably somebody's kid well, i think i think well, you guys and all of our listeners know enough about me from shit that i've said and she don't give I've a fuck. i i fucking <laughs> when it comes to abuse of children oh, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. wielding no power pass. against people that no are pass. defenseless against you you can fucking die. I have no empathy there. I just don't. <laughs> I so, said. I said so he has I a mom that and stuff. Out, I was that. like, okay. hell yeah! Mm, like know. you know, I'm sure his mom didn't raise him that way. She yeah, probably like, did not. She's like, probably glad like dark. I guess like suicide's always something not to be taken lightly. But in that case, I was like, fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, and I can't believe the video made it out. I mean, it's the internet, so it's gonna yeah, make of it out there. It did. <laughs> but it, it was fucking. It was hard to watch. It was interesting to watch. It was that car accident kind of thing, but times ten, times more. To catch a predator. It so wasn't that's how to catch a predator, was it? It was just to catch, catch a predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to catch a predator. It's like a yeah. fucking how-to yeah. video. Like, here's if you want to do this at home. How to raise your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be Chris Hansen, here's the play it at home game. All right, last thing. we were. This is a new thing that we're doing. It's back in my day. Back in my day. Back in my day. Because we all had a day that was back in. And this is Snowball Fights. Oh, I love I did too. And we made ice balls and we'd hurt each other and we made fortresses and we had enemies and Dude, I'm a- sure allies. This, I'm sure this is a product of my childhood, but to this day, if you start a snowball fight with me, expect no mercy. Pain. No mercy. I will <laughs> to play the pain. I will play dirty to the pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not satisfied until you're crying and begging me to stop. That's I how they care. always end. I've, I've, I remember I've had that this every conversation time. with with girlfriends in the past and who I loved dearly. <laughs> <laughs> and you and, pounded and, them with and I, I said, don't start this unless you are planned to follow through. And they're like, let's go. And then, yeah. Shoving her face as soon in as the I'm snow. Whitewashing her. It's like, the dumb and dumber. Chucking like, ice balls. She's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I told you. <laughs> She's got a bloody nose and shit. You're like, I put a rock in that because fuck off. I win. Yeah. And, and so what we're saying is, is it different now? The kids aren't. Because they really aren't going outside as much. You know, well, I don't know. Kids are probably still assholes, though, right? I can remember when (laughs) they they started a misdemeanor crime for launching missiles, which would be included, you know, things that you throw at people, such (laughs) as rocks, 
snowballs. So essentially, if you let a snowball fight happen at school, you're allowing kids to commit a crime, which I think is a crock of shit. That is a crock of shit. That's, remember, almo- that's almost basically like dodgeballs of crime or something. I remember having shit. coached snowball wars in school. Yeah, when I was in school, we would go out to the field, and the, the poor old lady that had to watch us essentially just made <laughs> like us make a line in the snow, <laughs> and it, <laughs> a lot you of had power. to pick a side, and you just you couldn't cross the line. That's that's about as right. you, essentially dodgeball, but you're not catching anything. You're just getting pelted, and you don't have to leave when you get hit you just pound the shit out of each other for 15 minutes go back inside freezing and soaked and then go do it again when the, on the next recess Fuck yeah so, but i wasn't a big ice <laughs> ball maker except except in my neighborhood it was uh, we we talked about this a little bit earlier it's like we used to have dirt clod wars we have pine cone oh, yeah. wars we'd have stick fights literally it looked like you know uh, what is that mel gibson movie uh, uh, William Wallace movie. Oh, Braveheart! Braveheart. It was <laughs> yeah. like it was like little kids before pre Braveheart, and we would have teams and have sticks and just beat the shit out of all each other. All painted up line. blue and shit. Yeah, yeah not blue. Yeah, we, we didn't. Had, we, we, had yeah, we didn't have all that. Fights I mean, in my neighborhood, like we just, just literally. <laughs> there was kids. always eventually you're like, let's just hurt each other. Yeah. There was <laughs> always a villain in the neighborhood, and the villain changed. I was the villain sometimes. Other kids, and I can remember one time Benny Faunus was the villain. In this particular day, Fonis, yeah, dude. fucking Benny Fonis. That day. <laughs> I don't like him at all. Which one, he became a pitcher. Actually, he was a. He was That's a, the worst in the I was a, I was a pitcher yeah, prior. Precision. But that's not the point. Okay. <laughs> back then, he couldn't throw a ball for shit. But anyway, he was the villain you that day. So that. I made this huge, what turned into be an ice ball, and it was oh, bigger than a basketball. And my whole plan was <laughs> when I saw Benny, Benny was going to get drilled with this thing. <laughs> And I see Benny's car coming up the road, and it was like a Nova, you know, a 70s Nova. And I was hiding me on a car, and I flipped that thing up in the air, and it landed on top of the car, on the roof of the car, and it caved it in. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I know was Benny's dad, who was about a six foot five, very strong German man, chased my ass Nine. down and whitewashed me and forearmed me in the back, just flat out kicked my ass and i deserved every bit of it you got beat up by an adult (laughs) i did yeah i got beat up by a grown man and probably earned every fucking (laughs) fucking you you deserved that (laughs) it didn't you know and you know it didn't stop me from having snowball fights but that was probably have consequences and the last snowball fight i was in it was a snowball fight paulie and i were up in uh, pierce and our whole intent was to go shoot snowmen we're like oh so i checked the snow and it was perfect snow Mm. we were walking down the road Paul has like, a- oh, check out this snowball. And I just couldn't help it. I just looked around, run. <laughs> and she saw the look in my eye and she knew I was serious. And she just took <laughs> off. She's <laughs> <Just> like, no. <laughs> she starts sprinting down the road. And it was the best shot, like right between the shoulder blades, like launched her forward. She didn't fall. It was such a good shot. And, and for those who don't know, I, I was a pretty good pitcher as a kid. And I, I haven't lost my skills even post shoulder surgery. So the so moral of the story is Jeff also takes. No prisoners in That's snowball right. fights. That's right. <laughs> I couldn't help. She, she was de- defenseless. She could have picked up a snowball and hit. She didn't. She just. She could have tackled all you. She could have started right there and gone right yeah, for the arm. Her running no. away set off my predator instincts. Yeah. All of a sudden, she knew I was serious and just took off. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Go for, the, go for the balls next time, Paul. Just bite. <laughs> I have a. I do have a pretty vivid memory of like you know because like crafting a quality ice ball is is a, an Dude, art. Form, yeah. You know, and so I remember. Like a, get it, like I remember. A I got I got like blindsided by this little fucking punk. 
right right as we were going into school and it was a like a healthy amount of snow that day smoked me right in the side of the face and i didn't see it coming be where you're surrounded the worst. yeah exactly yeah. but i was but i was still I was that's where little kids were like supposed to be like gunslingers <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. winter i was pissed off so i was just like all right okay i fucking see you you know so i like i grabbed i, I covertly grabbed a, a large handful of snow and then went into class and then like sneakily cultivated this fucking oh. like I, it, I turned it that lost mass but it gained a stone first recess I'm on the hunt <laughs> but did you hit it yes I did oh fuck it. I love it when a good plan comes <laughs> he, together he cried and I got in trouble and it was worth it okay. <laughs> I got a question and honestly you genuinely may not be old enough uh, you probably are the old school Christmas lights that everybody used to put out they had the, like the paint on them they they were bigger lights. They kind of had a, yeah, yeah. There, it was almost like they were a painted and, light bulb, and like, it like flaked off. Yes, yes. yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you have those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We used to go around and steal the shit out of those because them. they would explode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end of Christmas, <laughs> yeah. nobody had any lights on their house anymore. But they still had the strings up. <laughs> like we got. It, I mean, you could all just as high as you could reach. All the light bulbs were gone all through the neighborhood. Now you got to wonder if somebody, some asshole kid, at one point was like, "I'm putting that in the middle of a snowball. I'll see what happens." <laughs> see what, I wonder what happened there. Rocks was the big thing. Shrapnel. Never, Can you imagine a snowball with shrapnel? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Warfare. I remember taking those. Um, this isn't snowball related, but it's in the same vein. Those uh, poppets that you get for the Fourth mm-hmm. of July, mm-hmm. and meticulously for hours, carefully unloading like fifty of them, and then wrapping them up in yes a piece of tissue Tape. paper. Oh, tissue paper. Uh, yeah, oh. and then like just making the one big bomb. Big yeah. One. Oh, I never tried that, dude. Dude, do it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's My valuable. To, it's, it's a lot not of a waste time of your time. For a small. Payoff, it's not a waste. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it is a waste. The when you're bombs, young, it's not. Did you guys do sparkler bombs? Uh-uh. Yeah, they don't do that. They're super, super dangerous. <laughs> Great. I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah, tell us how to do it. I don't, even do know. I don't think you can Explain. do them now with Give the sparkler. Give me the anarchist cookbook version. <laughs> I, I think they changed the, the form of sparklers. I don't know if you can do them anymore. <laughs> but you would just get, you know, 15 packs of sparklers, and you would just wrap them up with uh, electrical tape as tight as you possibly could and leave one out with a with a fuse, and they explode and have shrapnel and break yeah. windows and shit. Whoa. But yeah, it's, they're dangerous as wow. fuck. But we thought it was great as kids. <laughs> That's what's up. Um but with the other one is the piccolo peats and you can't do it with these anymore either you take vice grips and squeeze those in the middle and then light them and they'll just a huge explosion on those damn those your hand good. no you just, not in your fucking okay, hand you I was, lose your fingers well, what are you doing with the, where's the who's holding the grip what, no 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 you just you just squeeze it and then it, like it'll break it, you don't have to keep the, the vice grips oh, okay. just squeeze it down I'm a dummy time. I don't know what's going on and it'll just <laughs> I didn't picture it, it in time. my head like I usually liked maybe I didn't time. describe it well <laughs> you usually do though styrofoam napalm in the bathtub I mean I my dad I remember I was really young and he got a fucking M80 for 4th of July we're living in this duplex and we weren't supposed to be setting off fireworks in our neighborhood but my dad was like Let's set Where this do you off. get the contrarian like, from, Shade? this off, you know. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, Dad, let's do it." So we went into his bedroom and opened the window and popped the screen out. There's like, nothing like father like, son. We're like, okay, we're gonna light it causes. and then pitch it out the window and and wait for it to explode. And like the grass was wet from the sprinklers, so we're like, "Yeah, this will be great." So, so he, I I lit it and then it. We went to chuck it out the window, and it bounced off the window. Oh no! Onto the bed, and we're both like, "Ah!" We like dive for it and hot potatoed it and chucked it out just in time for it to explode. Wow! It was like, 
Okay, no more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers, knees, and toes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I was, oh, at, no. I was at Rockaway Beach for 4th of July. And this was, you know, the late 70s, the good times when, you know, everybody was drinking, including the kids. And you had the guys in the really short, cut-off shorts. <laughs> and their balls. The hairy chest there. and the, you know, necklaces. Was speed and, there? Yeah, as a matter of fact, they were. Yeah. Of course he was. God um, damn it. And, well, one of the was you know he was smoking a cigarette and lighting firecrackers and you know just showing off for the kids and then it was that one time that he fucking forgot which hand the sparkler or the firecracker or the cigarette was in oh, no. and he put the firecracker no. in his mouth oh. and pitched his cigarette and oh. it went off oh. fucked him up good dude Fuck. dude he was yeah well on that note it was pretty cool that's the way we end the ride it's been a great ride god damn we didn't lose any fingers no i one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i got I 12 fingers, fingers. Wait, I, are you I, ready yeah one two three four five ten nine eight seven six 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 plus five is eleven Fucking bro, eleven fingers right that's there. Fucking, that's and Jeff uh, just logicked himself out of the reasonable point. <laughs> that, that's that's a, that's a core. What's that? New math. Core math. Core yeah, math. yeah. Common core. <laughs> common core. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's some common core math shit, dude. You know, I have a math teacher friend of mine who's like, you know, common core itself not so good, but the math it yeah. teaches you why. Why do <laughs> okay. these numbers get divided? That's, that's all right. Interesting. Luciana still thinks that I have two belly buttons. Because of my scar from my pillow incident. Nice. When I talk, it looks like I have a second belly button. This time. I got to eat That's twice awesome from shit. the umbilical cord. I look like I have four right now because of my appendix surgery scars. Oh, no so shit. Got, I've got like... <laughs> <laughs> shit. By the way, my, how you doing? My, you feel my, better? My progress pictures for 75 hard. And I was like... <laughs> I've got. I've been stuck like a pig. <laughs> I was spit roasted. It was to save my life, though. Unlike the pig. Yeah, I feel great. No good. More, no more appendix. I'm feeling good. Yeah, we, we've been pushing it anyway. We're like, ah, he's fine. Yeah. Like right after that, like play gigs or die. I really didn't slow down for more than about a day. Didn't seem like <laughs> which it. Was probably you kept not playing wise, gigs and yeah. Fuck it. But you know, all right. Well, fucking a. This has been the prior. It's good to see you guys it's again. Been really fun. Seen you for a while. Yeah, I, I'm going to miss I you saw already. Zach last night. I'm already sick of him. Fair enough. And I smelled about the same. Sorry about that. That's just how I roll. And then things. you actually sent me a message, and I was like, oh, I got to get to bed. And then I went to bed, and I didn't fall asleep for a couple hours. But I should have called you back. I should have called you. That was me good. last night, too. I was like, I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable hour for me, right? Midnight. Yeah, laid in bed till 3 a.m. Like, well, fuck. Brain, brain disagrees. Shaden, brain disagrees. At least that part of the brain. All right. Well, here's the spiel. Uh, Scatcast.com is where you find more. Uh, yes patreon.com forward slash just a ride pod just a ride pod is it just a ride pod i believe Maybe just a ride i don't know that makes us you happy think we thank would you guys know by now. we would know but we don't uh we got some names to read in the future we'll do that next episode i think uh, yes. for the new one uh info at scatcast.com is how to get a hold of us at scatcast but it's just a ride pod at gmail.com just a ride pod. so that all three of us can read that shit so how do they find thing. our merch uh scatcast.com the merch store is in there and then you can it's divided up into segments and stuff but I got a whole bunch of merch that I'm going to put up over the next couple of weeks I've said that for we years that. I've been saying it for years but I really really truly do uh, including the no thank you shirt Yes, I can't wait to have that. I need I to get it. in there and, and just, just and the and the don't be a cunt shirt. It's going to be the double I was dual. Getting nervous. I need to get in there and just float <laughs> some designs. I've got. I always think of ideas and then I'm just like, Meow. fucking do them, do them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys to the our trusted turd triad of Don the shitbox wizard and Chris the Discord Dookie Slayer and Bodie, who's on the thing that we asked him to get on the quartermaster. The quartermaster. Uh, thank you to the Godhead and to Alan in the garbage disposal for spreading the Scatcast love and. Uh, for riding this here weird ride with us. Oh, I have one thing to add too what? on the show. It's so, too late. 
It's too late. Yeah, I've already <laughs> we've <laughs> already initiated then. we've already initiated the ending sequence. No, it's part of the ending. So tray tables are in the uh, seventy five hard uh, messenger page. I do intend on trying to at least once a week uh, do a workout through video. Cool. If Yay. anybody wants to join, that'd be cool. And I think what I'll do is at the beginning of the day announce when I'm going to do it and give a. a a Pacific Standard Time of when I'm going to start. Cool. The only thing I'm trying to figure out is I like to have music. Polly doesn't have music on her phone. I'm the only one that does, so I might be using her phone to call onto the page, but she's part of the page. So cool. we'll have to get that part figured out yet. Be but, right. but we did it a little test run. It works just fine. So, and then uh, sometimes Shade and I will be able to get together and we can do that together and none of it's going to be weight work it's all just going to be uh jerking each other off yeah cool. shit. Nice. <laughs> excellent yeah. all right and as always we'll talk at you in the future it'll seem like the present bye, bye. see ya it's just a ride whoa it's just a ride bing bong, bong. Uh. god that was a team effort go team i was